This is going to be such a long episode. You see the title. We're predicting everything that's going to happen in the 2024 NBA season. And what that means is we're going to give you our Western Conference standing previews, 1 through 15, our Eastern Conference standing previews, 1 through 15, and every single NBA award prediction. It's going to be a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> this, is, this is everything that we can think of before the season starts next week. You're welcome. Because this yeah, is packed into one episode, mega episode. Yes, exactly. Crayon Eaters, this is for you. But before we start this episode, y'all have to go ahead and follow us on Twitter because as yep. soon as we hit 10,000 followers, we are giving away an entire PS5. We yep. have 3,500. Do the math and do your job. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Follow us on Twitter to enter the PS5 giveaway. As always, like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. For an audio, leave us a rating. Give us five stars, a review, all that. Help us move up the charts. Yeah, man, let's waste no time. Like I said, we have a whole lot of shit to talk about. Let's get straight into it. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. Oh, my God. I mean, I really don't know, don't know what to say. I think we should start with the Western Conference. I want to go, go first. first. You know what, oh. Donovan? Embarrass yourself first. Go ahead. Okay. Embarrass myself <laughs> first of all. What is your twelve? And I'll do eleven to fifteen. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. We're, listen, we're getting <laughs> off hate. Anyways, all right, I'm gonna start from bottom up, from fifteen okay. to eleven. Fifteen Portland Trailblazers. Fourteen okay. Utah Jazz. Okay. Thirteen Houston Rockets. Okay. Twelve nice. the New Orleans Pelicans. And wow. eleven. The San Antonio Spurs. Oh my! Ooh, already hot. Man, Listen, okay. We today, before we got on today, we saw a video of Wemby nutmegging Reggie Bullock. I we said last week everything that he was doing on defense. It's like, listen, he might be one of the instantly one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, he's seven four nutmegging guards. There's you can't stop him. He is a once in a lifetime player. That like what. Listen, if he can't, if he can do everything else on the floor, why can't he lead the Spurs to the 11th seat? <laughs> Listen, why, the 11th seat isn't he? a high bar, so I suppose that's fair. That's Listen. all. That's all I'm asking. So yeah, I'm. Yeah. No, I'm all in. I love that this nutmeg happened right before we started. Did this uh, influence your decision making? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. They they moved up. They moved up a spot. Uh. Like this was the tiebreaker. <laughs> nutmeg the tiebreaker. Wow. I love it. Interesting. Wow. So obviously the standout there is you have the Pelicans out of the playoffs, which is oh yeah, no, they're they're cooked. Uh, they're cooked. I mean, we know why. It's not hundred percent. It's not an why. extremely hot take. There's gonna look someone. There's gonna be a hot take in the Western Conference because some team legit all these teams, if they were in the Eastern Conference, one through let's say eleven or whatever, they're probably playoffs teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's 11 teams in, the, in the West for ten spots. Like each of us is gonna have one team out of there that we're like <clears> really. I think they can make the playoffs. Exactly, but because of the the hemisphere that they're in, they're not going to, bro. So, ah, I I don't know what to think of your list, Donovan. Other than okay, you think Wemby is like that, but sadly, I don't think the rest of the San Antonio Spurs will follow up with his greatness. It doesn't matter. Just it yet. doesn't matter. I don't. I don't <laughs> need them. I don't need them to be in the play-in. I don't need them. Like they might be. <laughs> they might be six games out of the play-in. Right. Yeah. They are still going to be, quote unquote, fun, right? And Wemby is, 
Wemby is going to vault them instantly into one of like the top seven league pass teams in the entire association. Their defense mm-hmm. is, is going to get better. We'll see what um what you know what Vassell can can do this year. Another leap that he takes. We'll see what uh what, what Jeremy uh, Sohan can do. I just once you get into like this lottery era, I I just want to have fun, right? And like the only <laughs> the only team that I really have a lot of concerns about is the Pelicans. If you want to put them at eleven, okay, cool, fine. Like I don't I don't I'm not. I'm not pressed about that, but I do think that like New Orleans has a serious problem, Zion's health. And I just, we've seen it through four years of his career now where he's not going to play 50% of the games. And at this point, I'm going to bank on that's going to happen again. There's no reason for me to think that this is the year where he's actually healthy. Yeah, I get that. I think we're all going to, I feel like we're all going to have a different team. Like there's a consensus top 11 teams. I feel like we're all going to have a different one miss it for you as the Absolutely. Pelicans. Let, we'll talk Absolutely. about it more once we reveal ours. Mo, you can go next. Yeah, 11 yeah, is embarrass yourself, clearly Mo. the upset team. Uh, yeah, I'm going to embarrass myself. Not as bad as you, though. So at 15, <laughs> <laughs> I have the San Antonio Spurs. I think they Ooh. have the worst roster with the worst amount of vets on this team. Okay. A whole lot of young guys. And I think it's as I look, I love, I love. No, you don't. I love their team, but <laughs> I, I just don't think that they're ready. I just don't think that they're ready just yet. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, although right. Wemby's a fucking unicorn, like there's Keldon Johnson over there who still has to figure out his role. They have uh, this is a whole lot that I can dive into, but I'm not going to. So 14, I have the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> 13, the Houston Rockets. 12, the Utah Jazz. They didn't improve at all. Okay, um, 11 drum roll. And 11. <laughs> I have the Dallas Mavericks. I, I almost... Okay, so we, we do all have a different team missing the play-in. Beautiful. I almost went with the Mavs. I, I certainly was never going to pick the Pelicans. I almost went with the Mavs. You want to give us a quick reason why? Okay, so first and foremost, the Dallas Mavericks have by far, in a way, the worst front court in the entire Western Conference. Fair. How is Derek Lively supposed to deal with Jokic, AD, KD, and uh, Nurkic, who's not a big name, but he's a big body. You have Zion. The, the names here are ridiculous. And you're relying on a rookie to be your backline defense along with Maxi Kleber or whatever. They've been doing that for the last three, feels like four years now. You know what I'm saying? And there's only so much that Kyrie and Luka can do. But in the game of basketball, there's like another half of the game that they have to play. And I don't think they're going to live up to those levels and also uh, Jason Kidd every Mavericks fan hates them so it's like yep. how can you believe in that <laughs> yeah I understand I so I didn't go with the Mavs or the Pelicans I'll, I'll reveal my next five and then we can discuss all these teams because clearly we'll know a good amount about our teams based on this tier 15 I have the Blazers 14 I have the Jazz not because I think they're the second worst team in the conference I think they're going to tank because their pick is top 10 protected which is probably why all of us have them outside of the play, uh, play in as an easy choice. Yeah. At 12, I have the Spurs. Did I say 13? No, 13 is the Rockets. 12 is the Spurs. And 11 is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, wow. man. Yeah, wow. Okay. I, had okay. to, I had to abandon the Ant-Man hype. I know everybody has a crush on him right now. I still think, listen, we all give a lot of people the consensus pick has been like, the Timberwolves will be sneaky good. Be on the lookout for them to be a top six team. And I think a lot of that is because, one, we want to buy into the Ant-Man hype. Two, people want to think 
listen, last year was their first year together. They were in disarray. The pieces didn't fit together. They're bound to look better with more time to gel, which is perfectly sound logic for 99% of the teams. But I think no matter what, the issues we saw with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert making not a lick of fucking sense together is not going to go away overnight just because Anthony Edwards has a better off the dribble jumper. Mm. So it was between that. If I'm going to have to bet against Luka Doncic or the worst fitting front court I've ever seen in my life, I'm going to lean towards Luka Doncic to make the play in. I like this. This yeah. is this is growth from Isaac. Because <laughs> all last offseason, Isaac gaslit himself into thinking that the Timberwolves were going to be good. <laughs> and like he knew from the jump that they weren't. And he was like, uh, like it could probably work. And now he's come around. He sees the light. I like this from this. Listen, I learned I, from my fucking mistakes. That's that's <laughs> interesting. I like it, and it it makes it makes sense. And like like you said, there's going to be a team for for everybody who has their one through fifteen standings where like somebody's gonna gonna miss. And I think for me, it also came down to what you mentioned. Like I just don't want to bet against Luca in a regular season context. Like there's exactly. so there's yeah. so many things that can go wrong. And if we're talking about 80, 82 games. Who's going to be the best player on the floor? He's going to be that in 70, what? In 76 of those games? Like, yeah. So, so yeah. I, and we've seen him drag. Like, the, the, Mo is right. Their front court depth is fucking horrific. Derek Lively and Grant Williams is not inspiring. The second string is even less inspiring. You got to rely on Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber like they have been for years. But we've seen Luka drag that to the playoffs. Like, his teams in the past have not been Im- impressive. The first half of last year, they were a playing team before they traded for Kyrie. Team was not impressive. So, like, we've seen a world where he can become a playing team with a bunch of bullshit around him. I think he can do it again with Kyrie by his side. Oh, man. And, like, I can, I 100% agree with you. I just don't think this is the year for that. And I honestly think that the Mavericks as a whole will probably be over. Also, shameless plug on my main channel, my next, next video is going to be about. Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks, but I will be dropping a brand new video on Saturday. Shameless bug. Anyways, I think that because of how good Luka Doncic is, there's only like a few NBA players in history who's ever had this issue. They're like the ultimate floor floor riser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Luka Doncic is that, and they the Dallas Mavericks have never had a chance to get that second natural homegrown star option. They kind of did. But because of the whole Chris House Brazilian situation, and also they just made a whole lot of stupid ass decisions on a consistent <laughs> basis. They completely fumbled their future. But yeah, they fumbled their future. And now, like Kyrie Irving is a big part of this equation. And I feel like he'll probably put his, he's definitely going to put his best foot forward and try to revamp all the, you know what I'm saying, the respect that he lost to people at ESPN or whatever way you want to paint it. And I think he's going to have a hell of a season, but the depth for me is like the biggest issue. And I think the team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're going to get just enough from everybody else around them. And if Anthony Edwards is legit going to take that next step, there's no way possible that this team does not make the NBA play or does not make the play in at least. Yeah. I think is I would agree. So here's the thing. I think the Timberwolves will probably be in the play in because realistically one of these top ten teams is gonna have an injury issue that probably takes them out. If I'm I can't account for that. You know, you never know who's gonna get hurt. So I try to go into it with almost blank slate with injuries. If anybody's already injured or dealing with something, sure you account for that, but there's no way to know who's going to be the team that gets fucked over by injuries. For all we know, it might yeah. be the Clippers, might be the Thunder. Who knows? Maybe Shea misses 50 games. So yeah. I, the, the Timberwolves are very clearly a playing caliber team. Most years would be top eight for sure, I think. It's just yeah. this year, man. 
11 teams legitimately deserve to be in the top 10. There's no way to yeah. take somebody out and not feel like they should be in the playoffs. None of these are bad takes, and I think we can move on to the next section. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll snake draft this motherfucker. I'll go next. <laughs> At 10, I have the Dallas Mavericks. They were very close to being 11 for me. I Really, last second, I put Timberwolves on here like an hour before we started. But I, I, I agree with you with the Mavs issues for the most part. At 9, I have the Clippers. At 8, I have the Thunder. And at 7, I have the Pelicans. You mm. Okay. You're expecting a lot. So you think that Zion's mm. going to be healthy. Yeah. So I just... We, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Yes, Zion gets hurt a lot, obviously. He's like, has been... We've had the worst case scenario when it comes to his health in the first four years of his career. I just don't feel... I don't know how to go about that when I'm making these predictions. Like, it feels cynical to just be like, oh, yep, we'll misfit the games again. Like, I get it. I get why you did that. He's done it every year. It's, it's a good chance it'll happen again. Logically, it checks out. I just don't find that interesting when I'm talking about these teams stacking them up against each other. Like I said, somebody will get hurt. There's no way to predict that. I don't really care to be like, yep, it'll be him again. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, I, just, it's just I, boring to me. I, I, I get that. And listen, you were, I'll give you props right here. You were right in your take on Anthony Davis because I was very hard for for a couple years on Anthony Davis right and I was or I yeah I was hard on Anthony Davis because of all the injury stuff and you're like look like they're just freak injuries that are happening and I was trying to say that he's injury prone you were right there I feel it's the opposite case with Zion though where it's I not it's not freak injuries these are things that are like that are consistent injuries. They happen very often. And when he hasn't been able to play 60% of the games in his entire NBA career, that's something where you can you can account for that more than somebody falling on AD's knee and yeah, yeah, missing I get that. some type of games. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like the same thing like LeBron last year. His injuries are pretty freak. Somebody dove on his knee. I don't blame him. Zions are clearly related to his body type and the wear and tear on his knees, I get. Yeah. Also, though we finally heard for the first time from people in that organization that he's taking his body seriously this year and it's coming in in shape and is like being a professional and to the point where they were very candid that before he wasn't doing that like they threw him under the bus for being a fucking doofus for four years so Dude. if I had to latch onto something it would be that that maybe now after four years of failure he finally realizes that he needs to stop eating so many beignets Dude, <laughs> random ass <laughs> side note but a couple of months ago Long story, but I shared an Uber with this random ass white dude who went to Duke and okay. um, he was he graduated, I think, the same year that Zion Williamson uh, or I think he was he was in the Zion Williamson era. Just know that. And mm -hmm. he was a ball boy for that team. And obviously, like he told me this information. I'm not over here, like running with the sources because who the hell is this random? And why would I take his <laughs> word for like Bible law? I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, literally everybody in that entire Duke basketball staff knew that this dude was a slouch and he didn't do what he was supposed to do off the court, stretching and all that shit. And I'm like, yeah, maybe he wasn't lying. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, everybody says it. If there's so yeah. many reports and everybody, there's whis if there's tons of whispers that are unanimously saying a guy's character is this way, most of the time it's the truth. Very rarely are those reports awry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But it sounds like he's turning yeah. it around, so I'm going to choose to have faith in him if he gets hurt again. Obviously, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, he's he's going to have to show me. He's going to have to show me before I put him up there. Um, I get it. Alright, I'll go with my playing teams. At 10, I'm with you. I have the Mavericks right there okay. right there at the edge, and that's just, that's just respect to Luka. At 9, I have the Timberwolves. At 8, I have the Clippers. 
And at seven, I have the Thunder. So mm. that's that's it. I wanted to put the Thunder higher. I'm very, very high on them this season. I think that they're yeah. going to be really good. But in, in reality, like if you look at the standings from last year, they won 40 games last year. And let me pull this up. Yeah, so they won 40 games. And the sixth seed was the Warriors at 44 and 38. Like, do I really think that the Thunder are going to win five, six more games? Like, that's a big jump, right? To go from sub 500 to like six, seven games more in a crowded Western Conference. And it's like, yeah, there's still so that young. second part is important part yeah. to me. Yeah, they're still so young. Chet's going to, like, he's going to have, have to take time to develop. So I'll keep them in the plane, but I'd, I wouldn't be shocked if they made it higher, but I'm really high on them. But yes, that's wow. what that's what I have, though. I mean, it's I'm, interesting to see what Mo thinks about them because I think a lot of people, the, the popular choice for the elite team is them. And I hmm. agree. But like I said, when you actually write down the teams, there's a lot of proven teams already. It's hard to throw the Pelicans and like, I mean, it's hard to throw the Thunder, like the top five already. Yeah, exactly. I see a lot of people doing that. A lot of people saying, oh, Shea Gogos, Alexander MVP year. And I can't Could agree be. with that because that's huge. if he, that's if he does jump. that, he has to either put up stupid numbers and they have to be at least a four seed or it's not happening point blank period, you know? Yeah. And because of that, again. at number... Go ahead. And then he already averaged 30 last year. I think the part that he could do that, if he does the same thing again, but they're a top four seed, like you said, like I don't think he has to put up stupid numbers in terms of like something we've never seen before. But if he mm. once again averages 31.4 points on 51% from the field, I think he could probably be in those convos. It's all about wins for them, though. If he has to average 30 some points again this season after you have someone like Chet Holmgren back who's uh coming back for his rookie year for real, and then I am expecting everyone expects a J-Dub type of leap, then that team yeah. is not, like, that team is not elevating as yeah, much. Yeah. He's not going to be in those conversations. You're right. They um, shouldn't be reliant on him with all those ball handlers. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely cooked if that's the case. And plus, Josh Giddy, oh my gosh, I'm a fan of his game after hating on him so hard last year. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> at number 10, I did for sure. I hated on him last episode too. I said that he's the modern day Bob Cousy. He didn't have a hesitation to memory. Why did I say that? <laughs> I didn't shout even mean it. <laughs> yeah, shout out Giddy. So at number 10. I'd love to have Josh Giddy on the pod. That'd be a great guest. Bro, I need I need to know about his hair products. It's not for me. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but at number 10, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. At number nine, I hate to say it, but the Sacramento Kings. I was the only believer Ooh. on this podcast for them last season. Dead ass. I told y'all Ooh. I would be a Sacramento Kings fan. Y'all laughed at me. But here I am again, putting them at number nine. Wow. Okay. I know. At number eight, I have OKC. At number okay. seven, I have, just like you, Isaac, the Pelicans. Okay, so you have Clippers top six. Okay. Y'all are being yeah. tricked. So now, you, Okay, so you're also believing in the Pelicans' health and just choosing not to assume Zion's going to die again? Yeah, exactly. And if something did happen in Zion still, too, this team is still, like, very much in the water. And, like, Zion, out of this construct, this is still a very good team. Now, I do have to take into consideration, they're missing Trey Murphy for, I think, the entire season. Or maybe he'll be returning towards the no, no. very it won't end be of the, the season. It won't be the entire season. Nothing crazy like that. Yeah, I think he, I heard he. I think he tore his meniscus or something like that, right? Or his AC. I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a meniscus. It's a meniscus tear. It's not going to be mm. the. Um, it's not going to be the entire season, but he is going to miss uh, a, a substantial, like start to the season though. And that hurts yeah. because he was a big part of the spacing that they have, 
or not the spacing issues that they have there. And ten to Trey twelve Murphy, weeks will be up. Yeah, that kind of sucks. That hurts. But they, regardless they, have, of the a, fact, they have a lot. They low key like have a lot of injuries, even aside from Zion, because like mm-hmm. Herb Jones is also dealing with something. Alvarado's dealing with something. They have yeah, like right. yeah, they have a lot of rotation guys that like at least to start the season they might be very very thin. Yeah, for sure. Or they are. Trey Murphy will be back around Thanksgiving time. The other guys should be like first month of the season will be back. So hopefully that won't be an issue. But one more injury very well could be. They're, uh, they have a lot of players on the team who can keep an offense alive. That being CJ McCollum, of course, Zion, B.I., and Jonas Valanciunas. He's just a versatile big guy who does a lot of outdated stuff. But he's updating his game as we speak over the last few years. He's done that at least. Software updates, yeah. that kind of like goes that's like a strength of theirs but at the same time it's like a weakness because someone like Jonas doesn't 100% fit next to Zon and I think they have a case of a good case of too many cooks in the kitchen and um, if I just don't expect them to be that bad to be honest with you I think their depth and their, all the people who can keep them afloat will show to prevail this season I agree when we saw them healthy last year they were fighting for the one seed People like to say like they were the one seed, but like a lot of people were the one seed at some point. It was like, you know, so early in the year, it wasn't like a real, they were the one seed, but they were clearly in the mix for among the best of the top six teams, at least in the regular season. So that alone makes me think that they have, they obviously have the ceiling, right? It literally just comes down to is Zion healthy? If he's not healthy, are the rest of the pieces around to fill in? Like when you would have a team that has this type of ceiling, I can't keep him out of the play in. Yeah. Agreed. When you're okay, we're, we're not gonna, we don't have to go back and forth. It really yeah, I get, is just it. I get fundamental. <laughs> yeah, I'm but we're gonna talk about the Kings and you have a nine. We'll wait until we see where we have them, but Kings are an interesting one this year, yeah, dude. Yeah, okay, I'll let you guys, yeah, continue. Okay, here's my <laughs> no, top wait, six. No, wait, wait, top it's, six? On, it's on you though, it's on you, Mo, for your top six. Oh, yeah, we're snaking. You're right, so give us your Ooh, you no, know, you're, right, you're right. Let's break the snake though, because he has the Kings at nine. Let's let's let's, do, let's get us to reveal first so that we can do the Kings thing. There you go, I love it. Okay, I'll go first. At six, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. At five, I have the Kings. I'm Mm. wondering if I have the highest out of all of us. We'll see. At four, I have the Warriors. Three, the Lakers. Two, the Suns. And one, the Nuggets. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Wow. I feel like it's pretty chalk. I don't think this is that controversial. Okay. Let's not even talk about it. Madonna, give your six. Okay. Okay. At six, I have the Kings. At okay. five, I have the Warriors. At four, I have the Suns. Three, I have wow. the Grizzlies. Two, oh, I have the Lakers. And one, I have the Nuggets. I thought, I thought it was going to be unanimous with the Rangers. I was wrong. This is very different. Okay. The Grizzlies as, at three is fucking outrageous. But For what? Uh, Tyus Jones is walking through those doors. Tyus Jones is yeah. walking through those doors. They don't have the floor. I was going to put them high too, but then I thought about it. The reason two years ago they were able to be so good with jaw out, I think is because they had Tyus Jones who just can keep the game afloat and be organizational. Marcus Smart's there, but he's not that type of point guard. So I have, I think they're going to be closer to what we saw last year when they were about 500 with jaw, with jaw gone. And I think that slow-ish start, will, they won't be able to be top three. Yeah, exactly. I think Tyus Jones is the type of point guard to, he's, he's a starter quality point guard. He doesn't deserve yeah. to be on the bench, but big whoop he's playing behind John Moran so he has to stick his ass there and I think a lot of 
I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to feel that for the first 25 games. Now, yes, they do have Marcus Smart, who is a point guard and has some playmaking to him, but he's not, like Isaac said, they're clearly not the same type of players whatsoever. They do have Desmond Bain, who has proven to be an underrated playmaker. Since he's been in college and he's developed those goals all the way up today, and he's reliable for sure, but there's just a lot missing. They don't have that same penetrator or orchestrator that can control the flow of the game on a consistent basis, you know? And on top of that, they're suffering through injuries like Brandon Clark. He was a big part of the bench. He's going to be out for the entirety of the season, I believe, because he tore his ACL, you know? So it's like, I can't put them that high. And then you have to also include John Moran's going to be on for 25 games. Jaron Jackson Jr. consistently has foul trouble issues. I think they're going to, I think they're playoff worthy, playoff bound for sure, but top three bound when you have someone like the Suns and then the Warriors and of course the Kings too, whatever. Like, I just don't see it for them. That's tell me, tough. okay. Tell me, tell me this, tell me this about, about the Grizzlies, right? And we talked about this early last season when Ja was there and Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't, they were still mid. They were fighting around 500 because their entire defensive um, personality and persona was out the window because Jaron Jackson wasn't there. If he's yeah. if he's there and you're still able to play the type of defense that you are, and we've known that for the last two years, they're better on defense without Ja than they are with him, right? Obviously, the overall ceiling is different, but the, defensively, they're better without Ja. And now you're putting Marcus Smart in there. You don't think that for 25 games, they can go 13 and 12? Like if they're right, if they're right they there, okay. So I think yeah. I think they can maintain the pace that they were last year. And then once Ja comes back, they're going to be just fine. And if him and Jerry Jackson are there, they can go on the runs like they always do o- over the last two years. And then you look up and it's like, oh, wow, this team is winning 50 games. Oh, wow. For the past two years, even with all the Ja stuff at the end of the season, you look up, they're the two seed at the end of the day. Like they are as consistent in the regular season as you want. And so like, I think... As for all the flaws that Marcus Smart has, he's still a veteran who plays great defense and fits into their culture. Defensive and, player of the year. Talk it. I mean, you know, Fugazi, Mickey Mouse. But, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like, they're going to be able to play defense, especially at the start of the season when everybody's still getting into their rhythm. They're going to be able to steal yeah. games like that. Yeah, but I mean, defense obviously is an issue. Nobody nobody doubts their That's, defensive capabilities without Jaw. I agree. Yeah. They'll, they'll be better defensively without him. Jaw's clearly not a positive in any way defensively. But it's the other side of the court. I think if they start 500 or so for 25 games, they that's probably not going to be enough for them to make that top push. Strictly because I think it's about how much stronger the West is this year. We got a full season of Lakers, how they looked post-All-Star break last year. That's going to make them a better team. The Suns are obviously going to be a better team. The Suns are going to be great. I said you have them lower. We'll talk about that a little bit. I think the Warriors... Last year, they were lower because of health reasons. Andrew Wiggins was gone for like the entire season. We assume that won't be an issue now. The Kings are a wins machine in the regular season. Like It's just about the teams above them have gotten so much better that it's hard for me to believe that losing some of that playmaking that they had last year, they don't have the guy to replace uh, John anymore, that they'll be able to replicate what they did last year. Yeah, exactly. And there's like, it's it's the offense for me that I don't see them getting enough of early in that 25 game stretch now maybe there is a chance that they do go 
13 and 12 or somewhere around that's that all run. i'm asking all i'm asking is for 500 <laughs> bats that's it because even last year that could happen they, yeah. that, that's all i'm asking because once Jock comes back they had three months last year in december they went 10 and 4 in january they went 10 and 5 and then in march they went 12 and 5 before all the jaw stuff was going on so like they they can turn it on and they can they're this team where like they can have these streaks where again you look up after two weeks and it's like hey the Grizz have won seven in a row like should we probably be paying yeah. more attention well, good. To you're them? right yeah i want to put them that high too i respect it it's just like you're the suns below them i think the suns it's are gonna obvious. be absolutely incredible that's fair. I, I, I think they'll be fantastic that's, yeah, that's it's optics for me it's optics for me too something also that i want to say about the memphis Grizzlies, zaire williams he needs to ball out this season because yeah. they're going to rely on him a lot as well because they're thin in general because of all the absences and all the natural nicks and knacks are going to happen with that team throughout the 25 throughout the 25 games like every, every like every NBA team he's just someone who was a lottery pick i believe just a, a few years ago this is the year for him to go ahead and fi- finally fill in those shoes and solidify himself as the starter his rookie year i believe he played extremely real second year eh, and i think this is his third year in the league now and it's time for him to you know fill in those shoes for real yeah. um i give you next six months donovan let's say i mean oh i can't say i'm saying everybody's yeah. name mo your six <laughs> It's because I'm black and I look like exactly. him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I ain't say it. Uh, <laughs> These allegations so, popping up again. <laughs> You're never beating What of it? Relax, 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 relax. He stood on business. Oh, my God. <laughs> on racism. Like <laughs> <laughs> Standing on racism is crazy. <laughs> Oh, relax. Most <laughs> <laughs> leads give you top six. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Why does he say something crazy again? He's still on. Okay. Still on racist. Uh, okay. He's still on racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. At number six, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. At number five, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Number four, the Phoenix Suns. Number three, the Warriors. Two, the Lakers. And one, the Nuggets. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, let's go team by team. With we talked about most of the teams so far, Kings. I have them the highest, which is hilarious because last year I was the biggest hater. I spent all off season saying that they're not a playoff threat. That Demondas Sabonis is a fraud. I <laughs> had them the highest though. <laughs> I, I what do y'all see that? Why do you think they're going to regress? Like they're just okay. so fucking good at regular season basketball. My main thing for them is that okay, we've seen plenty of times before where teams come out of nowhere and they shock the entire NBA. They're the lover boy of the entire NBA, you know? But after a full season of tape, things are not going to be as easy for them anymore. And also, double down on that. They did not improve their roster in the slightest way. All that they're relying on is self-improvement from all of their young players being someone like Keegan Murray, whatever they believe he can be. be. I think he's going to be a good player, but I don't know if he's going to be great. You know, De'Aaron Fox, does he have another level? Isaac, you, you you the other day said that he you don't think he has another level. You don't think he has yeah. another gear to put him in, a, in any upper echelon. You know what I'm saying? So what about this team will put them over the top when yeah. everybody else, you know, I don't better? think they will be put over the top. I put them at the five seed, not the one. Like, I don't have them getting better. <laughs> Y'all just have them getting way worse. And I feel like they'll be like relatively the same. It's not Which them is, getting worse. It's everybody else getting better, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, but you got them at nine. Okay, look, it's that. It's it's the fact that like they haven't made any any real improvements. 
two, the other teams have gotten much better. Like the team that I'm putting above them is is that good. They were That's fair. Ve- they were very, very lucky in terms of injury, uh, in terms of like injury luck last year. Nobody really got hurt. And also, they were one of the worst defenses in the X in the NBA <laughs> all last season. Out of everybody who had a who had a bottom ten defense last year, they were the only team with a winning record. I think that if they come out again with the same defensive personnel that they had last season, and they're relatively the same, they are going to struggle to to win games. And at the same time, like there's there's no you can't be a bottom ten defense like unless you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Yeah. yeah, that that big three is very different than De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, Kevon Herter, and doing all that stuff. But we saw him do it for eighty-two games. Like it's not a small sample size. It wasn't a late that sanity run. I think. But I shit think is that's, different now. I think what over, what is different? What can they? What was not sustainable about that? They didn't shoot crazy from three. They didn't get lucky in close games. They are just a really great offensive team that consistently puts up a lot of points. The defense. The only defenses that were worse than them. Last last year, wait, this this was in the clutch. Let me get it. The only defense well, that, that 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 worse than them all season long were the Dallas Mavericks, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Blazers, the Rockets, the Spurs. All of them, out, out, all of them outside of the Rockets were picking in the top seven of the draft. If you have a defense that is that bad, you're going to lose games year over year. Like I don't, I think it's Why, unsustainable. Though? What changed from last year? I think. You have not improved at all. I think it's unsustainable to ask them to ask a team to have a bad defense and win close to fifty games. That's a lot. But you're not. We're not asking them to get better. You're saying they didn't improve at all. I didn't, I'm not saying the, they improved either. If they improved, they'd oh, be the one seed. You're looking at the wrong thing here, Isaac. It's not about what. How did they get worse? It's about how did everyone else get better? And they just the issue is them being stagnant. You know what I'm saying? I didn't expect I them. Agree. I don't really expect them to go ahead and do hella things. But I, I I think that simple common sense. Every people are gonna snuff out a lot of those schemes. Kevin Herter went crazy, and I still expect him to go crazy. Their because scheme is run you have that fast. Type of, I know exactly. <laughs> and when you have really. teams. Yeah. <laughs> We get what you're trying to say, yeah. but when you have teams like you can only get away with so much and be able to win. And I don't with all the other teams that I have above them, and also with you two, Don, with, with some of the teams that you have above them, I just don't think that they have much room to snuff out those excuses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, I get it. It's like there's just, no there's no room for BS. I have them dropping two seeds as well. I just think dropping them to like nine is crazy because sure, other teams got better. There's not six teams that got that much better. They're gonna leap them. Like that's such a tremendous drop, and I don't think anything they did was unsustainable. It was very fundamental. They pushed the pace. They had an elite pick and roll because Demontis Sabonis is great in the short roll. They did a lot of that stuff playing to him as a passer in the in the high post. Like it's not gimmicky to where people can just like figure it out. You know, like they can't just like flip a switch. Offensively, you're right. You think you again? If you have a bottom seven defense in the league, that's a problem. Okay, are they going to be worse defensively than last year? We already saw them have a bottom seven defense and still win those games. We know it's possible. Do you think that having a bottom seven defense year in and year out is sustainable for winning 50 games a year? Do you think they'll once again have a top three offense? Do you think? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> Y'all are asking questions. Yes. You think <laughs> if you have a top three offense, we saw them do it. They could do that same shit they did last there's year. There's plenty of teams. There's plenty of teams that have had a top three offense and a bottom 10 defense, and they're not winning 50 games a year. And I think that that but is they a did. <laughs> Once. And I don't, I think, I think that is, I think that is too much to ask of them to do 
back-to-back years and to build your entire regular season, 82 games, yeah, we're just not going to play defense and we're going to win 50 games. Unless you have like high-end scoring, like we're talking about like LeBron or KD or something like that. And listen, again, shout out to the Aaron, Clutch Player of the they Year. They do high-end scoring. Again, Clutch, Clutch Player of the Year. Also, that that like regression, I'm also expecting that as well. You were great in clutch situations. Teams that are like really, really good one year, you tend to regress just a little bit, right? So how many that, that's the best argument. That's right? the best so argument. how many clutch that it makes sense. The clutch regression is better than is better than a yes. bottom ten defense? Yes, because there's no reason the bottom ten they were already at their defensive floor last year. We already, it's not gonna get worse than it was last year. If something was already as bad as it was, there's no reason to expect. If you don't, you don't, you don't think their offense is going to regress. Nobody said that. If that's the case, there's, listen. If they're giving up 112 points a game, that's a lot. But they're scoring 115. And if you think they can still score 115, there's no reason to harp on the defense when we already saw that they can uh, do that over 82 games. See, Mike. First, first, first of all, though, wait. First, real, ahead, real quick, real quick, Mo, real quick. One thing, one thing. First of all. You have him at five. I have him at six. I don't know why I'm getting this upset. <laughs> like, like, it's, like it's really I have this shit right here. This <laughs> is not like about you. You just took this shit, bro. <laughs> My it's thing is that you're arguing for the love of the game. You love this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. This is my thing, bro. Um, my thing with them <laughs> is that yes, I think their offense is not gonna drop off from hell or anything like that. They can maintain the same. Amana, they I think they threw up like 117 or something crazy like that last season. My thing is, I know the Boston Celtics will surpass that. I know the team like the Phoenix Suns will surpass that. So there's no way in my mind that they're going to be superior offensive teams. I don't think they're going to be number one simply because of how much better everyone else got. I'm not thinking about them getting worse. I'm just thinking about everybody else getting better. I'm forward thinking. You know? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're actually one in the rankings. They don't play the Boston Celtics every night, so like, it's not that important. That's true. Like, that if the Celtics true, come out and score one seventeen a game, that's like, good for them. No bearing on the Kings. <laughs> that is true, but they do have to face someone like the Phoenix Suns. And when it comes for bucket yeah. for bucket, they're not winning that game. Nuggets, <laughs> they're not winning that game. Lakers with Austin Reeves a part of that big three, they're not winning that game. The Golden State Warriors, you saw that series last year. They're not winning that, bro. And once the Memphis Grizzlies get John Morant back, bro, we know who's winning that series. You know what I'm saying? Or not that series, but the, in the standings. So it's yeah, like there's it. too many, there's too many, too many teams that improve so much. All right, man. I get it. To just stay the same. I agree in principle. I just didn't move them down as much. You just like other teams in the middle more than I do, I guess, which is fine. Like if, exactly. if, if, if they ended up being a game behind the Thunder, whichever way that stands, I won't be that surprised. So it's fine. We all, I, in principle, I agree. They'll drop off a little bit. Right, we're we, on the same page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad we can dap it up at the end. <laughs> yeah, man. We all agree the Warriors are going to be really good to varying degrees. You guys think the Suns are at four? I put them at two because I think they're going to be fucking ridiculously good. I think we saw in the preseason so far. When those three guys are on the court, they're going to be unguardable. They're going to be incredible. We'll see in the playoff setting, but regular season, amazing. I kind of want to put them at three or possibly top two because I I have a feeling that the Devin Booker MVP propaganda will be heavily pushed. But, you know... I just feel like the Lakers will be better. I have personal propaganda that I'm going to be pushing when it comes to LeBron <laughs> being the oldest MVP ever. But with <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, I feel like a lot of people. Oh, trust me. You're going to see me. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> but <laughs> I think the Phoenix, a lot of people are underrating how, I don't want to say deep the Phoenix Suns are, but they have actual players who can get in the mud with them. Nazir Little is fucking good. Grayson Allen, 
a lot of people think he's he's a dickwad, okay? That's but, me. <laughs> I'm those people. But he's he's a good player who produces something on the court. That something could be hitting a three, or that something could be knocking off your favorite player's head. It's something that's <laughs> positive in whatever light you're going to put it. You know, yeah, Josh Kogi is a good player. And Yusuf Nurkic, he's a cooked. good connector ish. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I like that team a lot. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys ready to move on to the East? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We already spent, the, we already spent a bunch of time on the West. It's going to be a long episode. Let's, let's move on. Hey, Listen, that was I don't regret it whatsoever. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I can't believe I got in a fucking tirade defending the Kings, who I. I've never once believed in <laughs> the five seed, the definition of like <laughs> mid when we talk about like playoff seedings right in the middle. I was arguing like I had them at one. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, man. I'll do my, my bottom four, uh, five teams first. The 11 seed, I got the Bulls. Okay. 12 seed, the Nets. 13 Raptors. 14 Pistons. 15 Wizards. Trash. I love it. <laughs> Now that I'm looking at this, I feel weird putting the Wizards at the bottom because I think they'll be competent, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, like, maybe not. Maybe they won't be. I don't. I don't really know how to. I don't know how to parse these <sighs> bottom teams from each other. They're all kind of trash. Yeah, that's that's fair though. That's no listen, swap. I, I, yeah, Pistons work. at fifteen. Pistons at fifteen. Wizards at fourteen. Yeah, that's, I have the Pistons at like fifteen it. too. I think they just have. More established players, and I think that's the right way to go. Kuzma's Kuzma. He's not absolute garbage. Denny Abdia is a great player, and obviously Jordan Poole is going to do some great special players. things. Denny Abdia. I see a Cade leap coming he's a good too, though. Player. I see a Cade and Ivy leap coming too, though. So I don't know. That if is the Pistons true. are the worst team in the league again at like four years in a row. That's a problem. Something has gone wrong. <laughs> Something has problem. gone seriously wrong. Yeah. No, never mind. I stand on it. Wizards are last. Pistons are fourteen. I got to stand on that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, standing standing on Detroit is not what you want to do at this point in time. I, I don't know. I like Kate. I like Ivy. Uh, Sars dope. Honestly, I'm honestly coach. something that I have like a minor gripe on is that you have the Nets at 12 with how Ben Simmons has been playing. And listen, it's preseason. If he tricked me, fuck it, he tricked me. <laughs> but <laughs> he looks a lot better. And with the type of player that we all know he can be, if he continues to do what he's been doing. Then I just don't see a way in which they're the one of the like four worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Five worst them, teams in the Eastern Conference. Put them at eleven. I don't really care. I just <laughs> okay. Same thing with Fuck the Bulls. It, the Bulls are just like so competent. Like they have like enough star power to be like a decent enough team. And we'll see the team. And also, there's three teams above them in these top ten that are young teams that I think are going to make a leap. And I, I, mm. I just don't think the Nets have a ton of juice. Even if Ben Simmons is back, he's really good, but. You know, there's no Joel Embiid there. Mikael Bridges is your go-to scorer, I guess. Cam Thomas, <laughs> is a, I mean, uh, Cam Johnson's a good third best player, I guess. You're not getting scoring from Nick Claxton. Dinwiddie yeah. is a two guard, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> like, my thing I, is the defense is that crazy, and Ben Simmons it? is gonna I help. Guess. I guess the defense, <laughs> the defense is great. The defense is great. I hate Love that it. I'm saying this. I'm now not. I'm the, not talking about this anymore. Now tell me the Fuck defensive you. pieces on the bench. Name me one good defensive piece on the bench. One Never good mind. DFS. Piece name me two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm done. Oh, oh, what's his name? Dennis Smith Jr. Okay. Cool. There you go. Yeah. There, there we have go. A couple more defensive pieces that bring nothing on offense. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm done talking about the Nets. What's your bottom five, Donovan? Uh, all right, I have Detroit at 15. 
I have Washington at 14. I have Toronto at 13. I have Chicago at 12. And then I have Brooklyn at 11. Okay. So yeah. very, very similar. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, no? uh, okay. Let me go ahead. At 11, I have the Chicago Bulls. At 12, Naturally. I have the Toronto Raptors. 13, the Hornets. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I know. At 14, I have the Wizards. And at 15, I have the Pistons. Damn. Yeah. I have the Hornets in my top 10, clearly. And I see Donovan does too. Yeah. I probably have them the highest. I think the Hornets I, are going to be good. No, I think. Oh listen, man, I agree. I agree. I think they're they're probably we probably have them in the in the same spot. I think like a lot of people are underrating them, and like they're getting a lot of pieces back. They're getting they're getting Lamelo Ball back. Fuck it, you convinced me already. Let's go ahead and put the never. Let's put go ahead and put the <laughs> Nets at number ten. <laughs> My bad. The Nets at number eleven, and then I want to put the Hornets at ten. You convinced me. Oh, you already won, Donovan. God. Great. <laughs> all I all I said was the getting Lamelo ball back, and he's like, "Okay, they're in the play. You you're a glazer. You, you, you sold me. <laughs> you fucking crayon eater. You hear the word Lamelo, and you're just like drooling, fucking foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the leap that they'll take, and that's okay. I'm thinking about that's okay. how <laughs> they were not a complete trash ass team without Lamelo, and they had signs of life. And the Mills just yeah, yeah, fill exactly. all those gaps. So that's what yeah. got to me. Listen, the year before last, they were a play-in team, and they're bringing back. Basically the exact same core plus Brandon Miller. For sadly, Miles Bridge is going to be there, and that's going to make them a better team. I don't see why they wouldn't be in that play-in race again, barring injury. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think Lamelo is like up there with Trey as one of the most underrated players in the league now because people are mm-hmm. so quick to say he's overrated because he's flashy and popular. It's like it's easy as fuck to say he's overrated. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's very underrated at this point. I I agree. I agree. And listen, I may have been a part of that propaganda that's been making him, you know, underrated. But I'm back <laughs> on the train now. I'm back may on the train. Let's go. Listen, yeah, so we'll have faults. Toronto down here. I think Toronto fans will be very pissed about this because they think they're going to be good still because Toronto fans are very diehard. Yeah, I yeah. just feel like we have to hit a point where it's going to malfunction and blow up. And I think their pick, they traded that pick this year, so they're not going to tank. But I think it's also top something protected. I don't remember what. Either way, listen, this is a mid-team that has been fighting to get points out the mud for the last two years. They are... One- it's top six protected. Okay, great. It, mm-hmm. some, somebody's getting traded as well. Like yeah. I, this that, has this has to be the year where Masai, okay. like they should have did it last year and then they went out and made the, the Jakob uh, trade and it's like, you guys sure you want to be buyers right now? Like you, you know, probably could have gotten a, a pretty good lottery lottery piece. But so, yeah, they're done. Last year, this is the end. Of what I last year I had a prediction and it was actually 100 percent right. Proud of myself for that because most of my predictions are wild misses. I said that <laughs> Amy Litter was going to get traded in the off season. It happened, and I think the next disgruntled star that's going to get traded immediately will be Pascal Siakam. I think that they'll see that. You know what I'm saying? None of this shit works. Dennis Schroeder is a good player, but for what this team needs, he doesn't necessarily match whatsoever. And I think they're going to... Masai is finally going to get out of his nasty ways that he's been in over the last few seasons and try to move on to the next chapter and stop doing Scotty Barnes a disservice. I don't think Scotty Barnes necessarily will be like a star or anything like that, but I do think he'll probably be a good player. But regardless of the facts... He'll achieve neither of those things if Pascal Siakam is still a part of that recipe and that entire plan. So I think this is a season that they go ahead and finally decide to tank. 
Yeah, it makes sense. All right, you ready to cool. move on to these playing teams? We're flying through these bottom half of the East because it's not interesting. Yeah, let's do it. Playing at ten, I have the Miami Heat. At nine, I have the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Eight. Oh wow. The Orlando Magic. Seven. Ah, the Indiana Pacers. I love it. <sighs> wow. Okay. Okay. Sounds sounds good. We're kind of we're kind of flipped. I have I have the Hornets at ten. I have Miami at nine. I have Orlando okay. at eight, and I have Indiana at seven. Okay. Look at us. Look so, at lockstep. Listen, you're, see, you're seeing the vision. You see the vision. Wow. <laughs> I wow. I'm so happy that y'all did what y'all did for the Orlando Magic. I've been on this hype train since the season ended, and I love it. Let's so go. Follow up at number ten. Of course, I switched up last minute. Charlotte Hornets number ten. <sighs> Weirdly enough, I have the I have the Orlando Magic at nine. Okay. At number eight, I have the Miami Heat, and at number seven, I have the Knicks. The Knicks at seven. Okay. Ex- yep, explain. A, explain yourself right now. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Really let's got to shake next to my neck right now. Let's be for real. Come on. Now, listen. It's not about... It has nothing to do with the Knicks as a whole. I just think that the few other teams that I have above them will be special in certain aspects of the game, which will catapult them towards the tippy top of the standings. That's literally it. Nothing against the Knicks whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Other that. than RJ Barrett, of course, but I get that. That's just my Mine's not Seven? super different. I okay, listen, I agree that there's a few teams that are gonna jump them because I think they made big improvements and the Knicks are still just the Knicks. I have them a little bit higher. Like clearly you have the 76ers above them. I accounted for the 76ers as James Harden's leaving in the next month or two or whatever. So I have the 76ers below the Knicks. But in principle, I, I see what you're getting at. There's teams that became really impressive, and the Knicks are just the Knicks. And I feel like the Knicks are like one year good, next year wildly disappointing. It keeps flip-flopping. We'll see if Jalen Brunson becomes a stabilizing force, and they can be good for two years in a row. But this Julius Randle era has been wildly inconsistent. So I wouldn't yeah, be shocked if they became Because he's been the best player, and Julius Randle's inconsistent. <laughs> you put Jalen Brunson there, an actual adult Team USA starter, right? You get somebody like that on your team to run it, you're going to be pretty solid. Like, I feel pretty I agree. good. Seven? What are, what are we talking? Come on now. Playing? You act like being I had them out of the race. Is it just Donovan, real quick. Do you have the Knicks above the Hawks? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, oh, love I love now it. Now that you said that, you owe me my hundred dollars. You think I fucking forgot? It's been <laughs> nine months, ten can, months, Donovan. Listen, 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 listen. I'll send that money over right now. I'll be, I'll be for real. I will. You will. Wow. You can get your money right now. And you know what? <laughs> while, you're, while you're sending I, I, me my I money, am, I am. People let's been, double be, down. They've been, they've been DMing me. Let's but make listen. it two hundred dollars. The Hawks will be better than the Knicks. Shake on it right now. 200? Double two hundred. Double nothing. Do it. I'm down. I'm down. Let's Ooh. do it. Hawks will be better than I'm down. <laughs> Last year, I said you were going to lose. I was right. This year, you're going to lose again. Seven is ridiculous. Seven's crazy. Let's use this to reveal the top six, and then we'll talk about the whole top ten at once. Because I have the Hawks pretty fucking high. At mm. six, I got the 76ers. Assuming James Harden's going to be gone relatively soon, hopefully. At some point throughout the season, I'll say. Five, I have the Knicks. I hope that's respectable for Donovan. I don't get yelled at too. <laughs> Four, I have the Hawks. It's Three, I have the Cavs. Man. Two, I have I the Celtics. One, I have the Bucks. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's just let's reveal all this and then we'll talk about it. At six, I have the 76ers. At five, okay. I have the Hawks. 
At four, I have the Knicks. At three, I have the Cavs. At two, I have the Bucks. And at one, Ooh. I have the Celtics. Okay. Wow, I love that, Donovan. I love that. I have the same exact top three as you. So at number six, here's my riser, the Indiana Pacers. At okay. number five, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Four, I have the Hawks. Three, Cavs, of course. Two, Bucks. And one, Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to be insane in the regular season. Yes. I think they, but they both will. I think they're going to be so close. They're going to be fighting for it all year. It's going to be neck and neck. It's those obviously. I actually don't think so. I actually don't think. I I'm looking at the Celtics right now, and I I don't see how they don't win sixty games this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think the Celtics have a they have a chance to be the best team in the league in the regular season. They're going to have an amazing defense. The fact that you can have a defensive backcourt of Derek White. And Drew Holiday, and like on what 67, 68% of the league, you can just say, Hey, go ruin their night and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's it's yeah. going to be torture for a lot of the guards in the league. And I they're they're gonna be so good. And everything that we talked about last last week, and Mo's like, listen, Porzingis, he put on that Celtics jersey, his white man powers got activated, and he looks good <laughs> again. They are going to be rolling from the jump. And we get year two of Missoula and everybody back in that system. They're they're gonna be really, really good. I agree. Are we forgetting that last year the Bucks had the most the most turmoil they've had in any season with this core, and they were still the fucking one seed? Some Stupid. the Giannis does not lose regular season games. He is a regular season wins machine. He will get his 32 points a game no matter what, no matter who's around him. And you insert Dame into that. It's just every year the Bucks are constantly pushing at the one seed, regardless of what's happening with any other team. And I think you add Dame to that, it's gonna why would they not continue that trend? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And this year, Chris Middleton's actually gonna be healthy and he's gonna be Maybe not the Christmas Middleton of the old, but at least, at very least, the be- a better version of what we saw last season. Yeah, so. and now he's starting yeah, options. Like, now it's different now. Like, they're going to be crazy. Yeah, exactly. But the, with the way the Celtics have been hooping, or with the way their offenses ran last season and how much threes they're shooting and pretty much doubling down on that philosophy by picking up someone like Bruzingis and then you have someone like Drew, too, who cleans up a lot of the mishaps and the he makes their offense a little bit more complicated too so it's like i just imagine them steamrolling through teams throughout the regular season that doesn't mean that i have them winning the championship or anything like that i just think that you know i'm saying this regular season will be dominated by them and Jalen brown or jason tatum specifically is gonna fucking feast i think i agree and i think the exact same thing about the bucks and i just happen to go to the team that is always the one seed it seems that now has the best duo we've seen since lebron and ad joined together yeah, I like it. I can't be too mad at it. I think they'll both win 60 games at this rate. Like, they're both going to be incredible. I think the only reason why I put the Celtics slightly above them, though, is because they have not the better players, but they have better depth. And throughout this long tumultuous season, that's what's going to put them over the top just a little bit. Yeah. Listen, everybody says that. We all think Giannis is better than Tatum. We all think Dame is way better than Jalen Brown. Who's the third best player there? Drew Holiday? Chris Middleton and Drew? That's always been a debate. We all ranked Brooke Lopez above KP in our center's rankings. Yeah, yeah but KP has a Celtics jersey this season on, bro. You <laughs> think I'm right when it comes to this voodoo? Like, this, is, this is serious. He's super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. Super Caucasian mode. I forgot. Exactly. And listen, Bobby yeah. Portis, Derek White, that's comparable. 
Derek White's better, but like you know, it's bro. yeah, not not hugely different. Like the depth, we're acting like the Bucks are a two man team, and they're also five or six good, good, good players deep. The Celtics have the best top six in in the league. I would take their top six over anybody else's, and I think that in the regular season, you're, guys like Peyton Pritchard, he's gonna come in, he's gonna do you know Peyton Pritchard stuff, right? Don't get me Go- going on Marjan Bochamp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can That's you gross. can have a, I I'd honestly rather have Peyton at, at this point. But I listen, the Celtics like and also the Celtics were one game off of the one seed from last year. And yeah. like they they still are they're they're gonna be good. I think that like listen, there's something that happens to your team when Marcus Smart is the point guard and he's a little bit irrational. And there's, there was just something last year where there were so many games where they were just playing with their food and like they should have won. They should have won all these games. Like everybody was healthy and it was fine. I think that now that you have Drew Holiday there at, at, um, at the point guard position, you have a team coming off that was probably supposed to walk to the finals and then they didn't even get there. They're going to, they're going to be motivated. They're going to be ready. I think that a lot of those stupid losses are going to be wins this year. They yeah. they're they're going to win sixty, and I think it's going to be easy for them to get to sixty games. Yeah, I just again I, I agree on everything you're saying. I just think the Bucks are equally as good. I think we're going to see the most dominant top two teams in a conference we've seen in a long time. It's going to be like Warriors and Rockets for those few years in the West, like it has like it was then. Good times. Good times. What a time, man. Yeah, I miss what, what, so much. What else do we have? What else do we have on this list? We, we got to talk about the Hawks versus Knicks. Let's get let's get back into this. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we. I didn't forget. I think the Hawks are going to be incredible. I think I'm fully cool. bought into Quinn Snyder revitalizing this team. Fully bought into the Trey Young redemption. It's just preseason, and a lot of times this type of thing starts off early in the year, but as the year goes on, players fall into their ways. And what I'm talking about is Trey Young has been moving off ball. I've been seeing plays where he starts off on the top of the arc, throws the entry pass to the mid post, runs around the right side to the corner. Cuts baseline around the left corner and comes off a screen at the top of the arc again, looking exactly like Steph Curry. I never saw Trey Young do that. For years, he wanted to see Trey Young do that. Now that I'm seeing it and I'm seeing the way his speed bends defenses because he's quick as hell and runs around like Kyler Murray on the football field, just looking crazy. If he's going to do that all year, we're going to see a better DeJounte Murray because we're going to be able to have him have the ball in his hands and Trey Young actually make him better. We're going to see better spacing because John Collins is in there chucking up corner threes. We're going to see Jalen Johnson have an opportunity to provide some sort of value and on Yekka jump. Everything combined, this is going to be like the Hawks were a couple of years ago when they uh, made that run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Which I think fraudulent? I just ascended. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, Ben Simmons should have dunked and, and teabagged Trey Young at the rim and he forgot how to do it. And so Too then the he just lost. So like, it was fraudulent. It's, but shout, listen, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Was that, even, that wasn't even a game seven, was it? No, it was game six. There you go. So, well, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> the Hawks are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, there's just so many indicators. As a Hawks fan who's been saying the same exact shit, beating a dead horse of, we're playing fucking hero ball. Trey Young is literally <laughs> like a 6-1 version. He's been playing like a 6-1 version of fucking James Harden, bro, which is <laughs> phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? It's a little worse, obviously, but that's great basketball. But that can only take you so far, especially when you're, you're a team that has no spacing. John Collins had that fat ass inflated pinky, and that eliminated all of his shooting ability. And then on top of that, having a four who's 
a traditional actual four from like the 2000s who's been trying to masquerade as a, you know, modern day Swiss Army knife. He's not that. We have someone who can legit be that, and that's Jalen Johnson. And he is one of the three key things that will fully unlock the Hawks and their limit, not limitless potential. Let me not say that now, but their high potential in my mind. So when you consider those things, Onyekun Kongu is over here being self-aware and he's shooting threes and you know what I'm saying? Quinn Snyder just has this team bought in and the brand of basketball changing just means a hell of a lot of W's will be added. So just know that I will definitely be insufferable. Y'all might have to block <laughs> me on Twitter or mute me. All right. But just know that I will be in your face. Yapping (laughs) my ass off. Jalen Johnson, four assists. Oh, best believes is the greatest day of my life, bro. (laughs) Now, Donovan. Y'all good? Y'all done? Give us a dissenting opinion. Tell us why they're going to be mid. I'll start. No, no, no. I'll start with this. I agree that the Hawks are going to be very good and they're going to be much better than they were last year. They're going to the offense is going to be great. They're going to look much more fluid. They're just not going to be better than the Knicks. And like (laughs) even everything that you saw from the Knicks last year, right? Third best offense in the league last year. Top 10 net rating in the league last year. This team that started off slow, started off, they were under 500 for the first, for I guess, month and a half for like October and November. And then Brunson, and then Brunson just reminds everybody but not even reminded. He showed everybody, hey, nobody's going to stop me when I go downhill. Nobody can stop me one-on-one. And he was one of the best isolation scorers last year. And the, the stuff that we were talking about earlier when you're like, oh, this team has been up and down. Yeah, because in 2020, they were completely devoid of any offense. Alfred Payton was running point guard and Julius Randle had this like insane contract yeah. year. Then now, like everything that they're able to do offensively with Brunson running it, you have some some really good players there. They You add Josh Hart, great connecting piece. You add Dante DiVincenzo, another great connecting piece. You just have a lot of guys there who know how to play basketball and are just going to add on to this offensive system that was one of the best in the league last year. And so, listen, and... If they we, were top <laughs> what offense last year real quick? Top three. It's gross. Top three. The Knicks? Flawed. Top three. No way. The nah. Knicks had a top three offense last year? It was, no way. it was in terms of offensive rating, it was the Kings, it was the Celtics, and then the Knicks and the 76ers were tied at 117. Why did I not wow. remember that? That feels exactly. so forgettable. Good. And look, and look, that's how, that, listen, that's how we want it. Listen, we'll, 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 keep, <laughs> we'll keep it on the low. We'll keep it on the low because when it comes time for April and May and Trey Young has to guard Jalen Brunson, he's getting that shoulder wow. to his chest. He's falling down and he's not, he's not doing anything, right? And so whenever we hey, get that 4-5 you know matchup, happen? we're running it back. We're running it back. DeJounte's going to walk over, long-ass wingspan. <laughs> he's going to be... We've I, all, we've yeah. all, listen, you don't, you don't need to, to stop you. that. You don't even believe that. We've already said that, De, that DeJounte's overrated. It's fine. But all I'm oh, saying hell. is, all I'm saying is that the Knicks have proven, at least over the last two years or three years, that they've been able to be consistent and their off their offense now, like last year, was taken to another level. And I think that for them, defensively last year was a was a problem and for like a uh, Tom Thibodeau team was one of like it was a you know, the defense had some issues. I think now you're <laughs> you're you're gonna be able to improve on that with DiVincenzo, with Hart there for a whole season and you're going to be just fine. And so I just I just don't see where like the Hawks make this insane leap 
right? Up up seven games, like, and we just think that the Knicks are gonna dial back. I, I think I think it'll be okay. I think the biggest separator between. So then you're the asking for the Hawks to win like 50 games. Yeah. I think that's very possible for them. I 50 think games so at the, the four biggest seat? separator for this is that the like Hawks are going to be shooting like so many fucking threes. Trey Young is going to chuck the motherfuckers. I literally was watching an interview the other day talking about how he better make them. Quinn Snyder was telling Trey that he needs to go ahead. (laughs) He needs to go ahead and shoot way more threes than settling for long twos and doing fadeaway stuff, which is important, but not as important as the three point shot for someone who's as gifted as a shooter that he is. And so I think we're going to have a better defense than you guys simply because of big bodies, Hunter. Clint Capella, De- uh, DeJounte Murray, shit like that, whatever. But I think the three-point shooting is going to be like the biggest difference and why I see us being a step ahead of the New York Knicks. Every, Knicks year, of Trey Young's, every year of Trey Young's prime besides last year, they've been a top offense. They weren't last year because adding DeJounte to the mix made it weird. They had no spacing, and Trey Young had a shooting slump. None of those things will be an issue this year with Quinn Snyder. This team is going to be a top three offense. If I could make yeah. prop bets on a team being a top three offense, I'd put my fucking life savings on the Hawks being that high, which I think will make them be above the Knicks, who are going to be good offense still for sure. But I think Hawks would be like in the mix for the top offense in the league for the entire year. And like Mo said, the, the defense will be as good or, or if not better. So their and offense also, is just going to get to the level that the Knicks were last year. You and have J- RJ Barrett on your team. You have RJ Barrett on your team and a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you have DeAndre Hunter. That's not get too cocky. Thank you. Hey, he's better than him. <laughs> I guess that's a mid off. <laughs> Listen, one on one on one, one on one. Let's set it up right now. Oh my Listen, god! I'll call RJ. He might have that. He, RJ might have that because he's a strong man. But regards of the fact, let's not have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. What else is in here? We all have the 76ers falling off just because there's no <laughs> way to assume anything good is going to happen to them this year with the James Harden drama looming over their head. Yeah, the we only the way that they three. elevate, the only way that the 76ers elevate is entirely based on what leaves Tyrese Maxey is able to take. 100%. And that's it. nothing else changes with their team. Joel Embiid's going to go ahead and do Joel Embiid things. PJ Tucker's going to give you that random ass seven games without scoring drought. You know what to expect <laughs> out of this team. So it's like yeah, two points yeah. per game. Yeah, I see. We all have the Pacers making a jump to the playoffs. I think that's another. Easy one. Hammer their over if you're betting props for the year. I don't know. I don't remember what their over is. Bet it no matter what. They're going to be extremely good. When they were healthy last year with Tyrese Halliburton, they were the six seed for a long time. They fell off when he got hurt because he is the offense. He's one of the top offensive engines in the league. They live and die by him. And now they have even more pieces. Miles Turner's coming to his own. They have a million fours now. They're going to be a great team. Facts. Facts. They're fucking a phenomenal, bro. I think we're done. I mean, the Magic, we didn't talk about them at all, but we all had them in the playoffs. Uh, I think the Magic are going to be great. I think year two of Palo with Franz in year three going to be making arguably a most improved player leap. We'll talk about that award in a little bit. Franz is going to be in the mix. Markel Foltz is winning that point guard job, looking like a great fit. They have a lot of spacing. They have really talented big in a, in a Wendell Carter. forgot his name for a second. I, I see the vision you. to them being the... Probably the biggest surprise team in the league. I think what a lot of people viewed OKC to be last season, This is, I think they're going to have a similar year, and a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, they're up next in terms of being a consistent team. They're out of the slums, and <laughs> this is a team that everyone should look out for for the next few years, and this is their waking up party, if you say yeah. so. so. People don't realize how 
much of a star leap that's coming from Paolo. When uh, uh, Victor Wembanyama is taking all of the you know young player hype machine that all the eyes are going to him, Paolo's going to come out with the true star year two. I think. I agree, oh, man. I agree. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that, best talent the league has ever seen since Bob Cousy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and if if the Orlando Magic get like ten percent better shooting from either you say everyone or someone like Jalen Suggs gets his shit together, or maybe if Gary Harris is good again, then big whoop if they get sh- more shooting from everyone which i expect to happen they could be as high as possibly the seventh seed i would not be surprised yeah me neither because all these seeds are gonna be decided by like one or two games so yeah. they could definitely <laughs> but like they could be the sixth seed. Like, i don't know it might be 44 oh, whoa, games whoa, versus whoa. 42 that's, that's that's a lot of dip that's a lot of dip on the chip i don't know i don't know if i can go as high as <laughs> six for i picked them at eight I, I agree but i'm just saying like it's gonna be a two game difference it wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world what's the difference Man. between there's a four game difference between six and between six and eight last year. Okay, so maybe not. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But yeah. Point saying is they're gonna be in that mix and there's a lot of very variability there on how good they could be and how high mm-hmm. they could be in that mix. And I think like best case scenario could be the six seed if everything clicks, which is a big, big ask. True. Man. But yeah, man. I think we're good. I think we can move on to the awards predictions. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Do you guys want to start with the premier awards or get the ones we don't care about out of the way first? Let's get the ones we don't care about out the way. All right. We're going to start with the trio of six men of the year, coach of the year, and clutch player of the year. We'll do the same thing we did for the seedings. We'll each give our chunk for each section and go one by one. Okay. I'll go first. Six man of the year. I'm going Cole Anthony. Very interesting. Okay. Which I think is a unique pick. Coach of the year, Quinn Snyder. And clutch player of the year, Damian Lillard. Mm. Wow. Okay. So rationale for each of these. Six man of the year, Cole. Last year, he had far less minutes. I think he played 23 minutes a game because Marco Fultz came back. And he shot 50% from the field and 36% from three on a high diet of off-the-dribble shots. I think he's legitimately really good. And if this team is competitive, there's going to be more of a limelight on him. And I think he's going to earn minutes and be able to score a lot of points in those small amount of minutes. Last year, he averaged 13 in his first year coming off the bench. I think he can get up to 17 or so if the team's good. And I think that's kind of the archetype you see for six man of the year. It's a high score off the bench for a good playoff team. And if we mm-hmm. all think the Magic are going to make that jump to that level, I, I, I don't see any reason why he can't continue to do that. Nice. I cannot really disagree with that. I didn't have him as a name or I didn't even think of him when it comes to this. But if the Moral, if the Orlando Magic do reach these aspirations that I have for them, Cole Anthony will play a heavy part in that, and he could be that fill-in, too, just for spacing reasons, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. good pick. And uh, Coach of the Year, well, listen, we just talked for, like, 20 minutes about why we think the Hawks will be really good now, and that's going to be entirely because of Quinn Snyder, and I think the narrative of he turned the Hawks around, he saved Trey Young's reputation from the depths of despair, it's going to be a good narrative. Gosh. If they're a top-four seed, I think he's a shoe in And then Clutch Player yeah. of the Year... Dame, I think the way this Bucks team is going to work is Giannis, go out there and go crazy, play halfback dive every play for three quarters. And when fourth quarter comes around, we got to slow some shit down. The ball's going to be in Damian Lillard's hands. And because of that, I think his fourth quarter scoring numbers are going to be ridiculous. And last year, that was basically the recipe for why De'Aaron Fox won it. He scored a ton of points in the last five minutes of games. I think it's going to be Dame this year. Nice. Okay. 
right, yeah. not bad. Uh, I can agree with that. Not not bad takes. I don't really give a fuck about the Clutch Player of the Year award. <laughs> I don't care at all. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Whatever. But okay. I don't care I'm not going to say shit about that. <laughs> that award is literally just who scored the most fourth, fourth quarter points this year. Boring yeah, exactly. ass award. Yeah, who cares? It's not moving the needle. Nope. Adam, I want to hear your list. <laughs> all right. Sixth man of the year, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. I forgot about him. That's so a cool I've, pick. I have him. For coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins for, uh, okay. for the Memphis Grizzlies. And then clutch player of the year, I'm going Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. Yeah. I think. Okay, explain wow. that one. The first two are to, I, I understand. Explain Tyrese as clutch player. For Tyrese, I think that, like, like you said, the clutch player of the year is going to go to whoever scores the most points in clutch time or, or just has a lot of those moments. And for a lot of those teams who aren't going to be in those situations, that's why, like, I wouldn't pick a Dame. But for Tyrese, like, the Pacers are going to be good and they're going to be better, but they are going to, like, they're not a world beater. So they're going to be in a lot of close games. And I think that Tyrese is him. I think that he's just going to, you know, come through and do what he does. So that's why I'm taking him yeah. as the clutch player of the year. No, yeah, I don't hate that whatsoever. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, nah. we all agree he's a elite offensive engine. If the team is as good as you think that it'll be, it'll be because of their offense most likely, and it'll be the deciding factor of that. Which is now that I think about it, a very similar narrative arc to the Kings last year. So yeah. I, I can rock with that. No, yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, so let me move yeah, on to my list. I got questions about Jenkins. About Bogey. no, I get it. I mean, Jenkins is it always running sense. for this. Jenkins finds victories out of very little talent routinely if he does it again and they once again have a top three seed totally understand it yeah yeah nice. it, with how your standings align this com- make this makes complete sense and that's yeah. the way it should go because usually coach of the year based off of you know what i'm saying who wins the yeah. most games not actually you know how good of a coach are you i think yeah it's who, who does Eric the most Spulcher. with the least help yeah, but Eric Spolcher, you know what I'm saying? He hasn't won one of them bitches yet, which is criminal, but you know what I'm saying? He's just not they don't win games. Every year. They Tell don't him to win games. Just a, yeah. just a couple years ago, he was the they were the one seed. Tough. Well, Taylor Jenkins got the two seed. Taylor Jenkins got the two seed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, he did it, but it, I guess, it, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things with Miami. Weird organization. But um, for... Sixth man of the year, I have Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, okay, I think he was, in, he was in contention last year for it. I think this year he's going to get it. They're going to rely on him for a lot of buckets. And um, the spacing isn't fantastic over there in New York. And in order for them to thrive and make a push, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's going to be one of the biggest determining factors for that. Coach of the year, Hella wins the uh, Boston Celtics. My goals align. I just think that they're going to fucking have an insane regular season. Might win like 64, 65 games. I think they're going to be that unstoppable because of their star power depth, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Joe Mazzullo is the safest the pick, I think. Yeah, exactly. Second year coach. The narrative is going to be there. He lost the locker room last season and all that. I think they're going to be ridiculous. And then clutch player of the year. Don't give a damn. Don't care about this award. <laughs> Jamal Murray. We can move on. Dart throw. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Fuck there it. you go. I think, honestly, with a little bit of logic attached to this, I think that he's going to get a lot of respect this season. And he obviously, we all know he's going to be an all-star regardless of the fact that what he pretty much does this season. Um 
But I think with that being said, a lot of the spotlight, a lot more attention to spotlight is going to be on him specifically because the because of the expectations that people consistently place on him. And I think Yoke is going to, you know, what I'm saying offload a lot of that duty to him when it comes to on a consistent basis, on a consistent basis, when it comes to clutch situations and moments, just because. You don't like to hoop, apparently. <laughs> God, I hate that conversation. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Great. Again, these are the awards that are least interesting to me. We can breeze right through them and move on to the ones that we're all here for. Let's talk about what matters for once. Thank you. Yep. Real discourse. Do you guys want to... Okay, should we bunch? There's four next awards. Most Improved Player, Defense Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and MVP. Want to do them all at the same time, or do you want to make MVP separate? Uh, Let's make MVP separate. Okay, let's yeah. save the cream of the crop. Even yeah. though for me it's not the most interesting one, it kind of went chalk. But we'll, we'll separate just because it's MVP. Next up, most improved player, I want Anthony Simons. Woo. By far the hardest award. I have three people in the running for this: Anthony Simons, Jordan Poole, and Franz Wagner. Ended up going Simons, but any of those guys could get it. Especially Jordan Poole. He dropped forty-two today in the preseason. It might be him, but I'm gonna go Simons just because I think he's gonna. Uh, we'll get to it. Defensive player of the year, Evan Mobley. He was third last year as a second-year player. I think it's his time. He's going to get his DPOI in before Victor Wembanyama runs away with the next six. <laughs> and then speaking <laughs> of the devil, rookie of the year, I got Big Vic himself. The most obvious pick has ever been made. Chalk. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, that makes sense. All I right. Like for yeah. most improved, I have Jalen Green. For Okay. That, mm. that was my hot take last, last week. I'm staying with it this week. Uh, defensive player of the year. I'm giving it to Anthony Davis. He's gonna get. He's gonna get it. I almost did that too. That was my first. That was my first thought. He's gonna get it. And the rookie of the year. Surprise, surprise. Wemby. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I almost went AD, but then I looked at the numbers after the trade deadline last year when they had that team. They were only like ninth in defensive rating, and I don't think they're gonna be that much better this year. I think it's gonna be a very balanced offensively and defensively team, not like an elite defense like it was in 2020. And it's just, even though AD is, I think, pound for pound, the best defensive player in the world, you got to be a top one or two defense to win DPOY. And I don't know if I see that from the Lakers this year. That's that's fair. The level that we saw AD, though, in the playoffs last year was like a different level of defense. Yeah, the narrative is going to stick. It's going to yeah. stick for sure. And so, like, everybody everybody is already understanding that. Like, listen, he can he can play at the highest level on one side of the floor. The question is always just going to be like, is he going to score 30 or, or is he going to score 15? But we're not talking about that with DPOY. So, I think yeah. I think that's, that's going to go. And then also with, like, Mobley and Allen, like, Mobley's obviously, like, like great. People might hold, and even though that is DPOY, and I just said that like we don't care about the points for AD, I feel like Mobley is going to be under a very big spotlight this year because people are expecting like this big leap. Yeah. So he might get over criticized, and so that's you that, see Kendrick that's Perkins. Speaking of that, Kendrick Perkins put him on like the, he made this list of players with the most approved this season, and he just randomly threw out Evan Mobley's name. Yeah. Well, I guess not randomly. It sounds like it. you're. Affirming what he's saying, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> and he's listen, top three in DPOY, <laughs> and if people Perk say he's a future star, yeah, okay. If Perk says it, I want to disagree because fuck Perk, yeah. but <laughs> I get it. He's a top three defense player of the year guy. Everybody talks about him like he's the next, you know, like star big man. He hasn't really developed offensively too much yet. He's great at finishing plays and not at creating them. He got decimated by the Knicks. Like, 
if he doesn't come out strong, it'll be like, okay, maybe he doesn't have the ceiling we once hoped he did. Something that you said a few minutes ago, Isaac, is that a lot of these narrative, or a lot of these awards will be based off of narratives, which for your crayon eaters out there, it's just based on how you feel at the moment. And uh, <laughs> storylines. <you know, laughs> that's just like what's most important, sadly, when it comes to these awards. Um, so with that being said, for my most improved player of the year award, someone who has the strongest storyline out of every other candidate, surprise, surprise, Jordan Poole. Clout is yep. OD. He got punched. Yep. The fuck out last season was a walking punching bag. He went punching, they got decimated. <laughs> Literally, the TMC got their hands on the on the tape. Uh, man, it was a crazy time. But he's Wait, gonna go a brutal film of him getting knocked out. That's crazy. <laughs> exactly. I think he's gonna thrive over there and put up fucking twenty six or twenty five, something crazy like that, over there in Washington. Um, for my defense player of the year award, narrative stick. I think Anthony Davis, him and the limelight that he put on himself when it comes to the defensive masterclass that he put on will show and will stick. And if the Lakers are going to be what I think I had them as a top two seed in the Western Conference, Anthony Davis has to be a defense player of the year. You know what I'm saying? And then for my rookie of the year, womp womp, yeah, Wemby, like he's ridiculous. <laughs> he just nutmegged Reggie Bullock. A seven four dude. We've never seen that before. I don't I believe that's the first time in NBA history where someone that big nutmegged someone like that, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's different. He's different. Yeah. But I think it seems like we're pretty much aligned when it comes to this. The the craziest thing that I see is Maybe most improved player of the year award going to Anthony Simons. And I went on this crazy. long ass tangent a couple yeah, it looked, yeah, because when it comes to you don't know the fucking definition of most improved player of the year award, and you're probably those people, one of those people who voted for John Rant a couple years ago, Isaac. If you had a vote, you would have done that shit. And I think, think the most player of the year award. Okay, let me on. go on a rant. Let me let me go on a rant. Let me go on a rant. Listen. That most improved player of the year award lost its value. Talk to him. What it literally means, and history tends to show that whenever you see an insane surge of production, point blank period. John Morant was already like that, bro. If you look at the list prior to that, Larry Markkinen, he checks off. He was fighting for his NBA career, looking for where he was supposed to be at and finding his role. And he finally lived up to this all-star potential that we some people saw he had. Julius Randle, same shit. Brandon Ingram, naturally, because the opportunity was there, he went ahead and won that award. Pascal Schialko follows those same lines. Gian, like the list goes on and on and on. And I don't think Anthony Simons fits this perfectly. And also, Hold I think the, the Blazers are going to suck. You just picked <laughs> a twenty-point-per-game score with a max contract and a ring, and you're going to tell me that it's Anthony different. Simons? You're going to tell me that Anthony Simons is too proven to win Most Improved Player? Anthony Simons hasn't done a fucking thing in his career. He was a late first round pick. He is not a number two pick, sure thing star like John Morant. There is no reason that Anthony Simons cannot win this award. I think it's wide consensus. First off, you said he didn't do a goddamn thing. Hey, did you did you not see him win the dunk contest a couple years ago? Oh he did my that. god! All right, Jordan we respect those things over here. I got to step in. I got to step over here. I was letting you cook. I was letting you cook. No, 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 no. No, listen. Both, both of these guys have scored twenty points per game before, and it's just like what. I think like it makes Mo, it makes a little bit more sense for you just because like the narrative is going to be there for for Poole. And I think that for Simons, like he does have the ability to get lost in that backcourt with Scoot, with Shaden. Motherfuckers and, are putting no, Shaden sharp ahead Shaden of him. Bro. Bro. Yes, Shaden is mid. Shaden hasn't done a single thing yet. <laughs> Shaden has potential because he jumps high. Shaden has not put together 15 effective games in his career yet, not in the summer league. Scoot uh, is a rookie. Scoot is a yeah. rookie. He'll be great. He's a rookie point guard. They're never that good. 
even Ja, as a rookie, better than most, wasn't that great. That's why he won most improved the next year. Anthony Simons in 11 games last year without Damian Lillard. 11 games isn't the biggest sample size, but it's enough, I think. 27.9 points, 5.7 assists, 41% from three, 46% from the field. He has zero competition for shots. He will get as many as he wants. The I same exact thing can be said for Jordan Poole, though. That. And then on top of that, it's Jordan Poole and the narrative completely steamrolls and washes anything that people will be Worry anything that anything that they do in Portland, you know what I'm I saying? I don't care. So, I didn't. I don't like have an issue with. It's Jordan not for Poole. you to care. No, no. I I, just, I don't have an issue with Jordan Poole. Like I said, he's in my top three. I'm not disputing that with you. You're the one that was like Anthony Simons can't win it. He's too good. Which like why? Like what is he? He's not an all star. He's not on that trajectory. Nobody came to the draft thinking Anthony Simons is that dude. I think Anthony. I feel like Anthony Simons. Has shown that he's been that that good, but maybe it's just me and how much I believe in him already. Regardless of the fact, though, I don't think like I don't think his growth will be that much of a surprise compared to someone like I don't even want to say someone like Jordan Poole because it won't be surprised more shots and all that stuff. I think at the end of the day, it just comes to narratives between the two. And yeah, like I mean, and like Mo said, and like Mo said. It, it's really just about vibes and how I feel about this moment. And in this moment, <laughs> Mo's like, nah, like I don't really feel Anthony Simons is going to win it. So it's like, okay. <laughs> the the, narr- the narrative is just shifting at that point. So so listen, I, most consistent. They have though. the same exact odds, which makes sense. They're in very similar situations. Yeah, this is interesting. I actually, this is interesting. I didn't even know that. Maxi is the, is the lead on favorite to win it for the score. That makes sense. If James Harden is traded, Maxi's going to have a bigger role. I don't... Is that... Oh, Mikhail Bridges is number two. I so find weird. it hard to believe that he'll win nah. it. Nah. Nah. After Kate Cunningham, showed, Austin Reeves. Yeah, yeah I guess. Nah. I'm not picking Austin Reeves. Sense. I'm not either. All right. <laughs> we, we got, let's go to the main event, though. Who's winning MVP? Who is Kendrick Perkins fighting against this year? I'm coming with a bold prediction of the year. Nicole Jokic wins his third MVP. Mm. Okay. Surprise, surprise. The best player in the world is going to win it again. Last year, he got robbed. And immediately everybody said, oh, wait, he got robbed. That, I think, is enough to wear away some of the voter fatigue. I don't see a world where Jokic comes out, like, lackadaisical because he's never been, like, Giannis where he's, like, a 1,000% every time down the court. He's just so good. He can be relatively lax and play at his own pace and put up his numbers no matter what. We all think they're going to be the one seed. If they're the one seed again and he's the best player in the world again, I think it'll be him because the two teams in the East are going to be so good, but they have too many good players that it's going to take them out of the conversation for MVP. You don't think his horse racing is going to distract him? <laughs> that narrative is beating his he, ass right listen, now already, he was, there, he, he was at practice scouting horses. He needs to lock people in. People are so bored. He and needs have, to lock nothing, in. People aren't used to the fact that the best player in the world has nothing to nitpick. People are like, don't know how to comprehend a world where the best NBA player doesn't have something to slander them about. So they have to be like, maybe he doesn't care about basketball. Maybe he likes horses too much. Like this is like a weird pre-draft <laughs> thing where they're like, oh, he cares too much about outside factors. But the whole time he just won finals MVP. <laughs> nah, he watch, he watches horse racing too much for me. I can't I can't stand by it. I can't do it. <laughs> <It's> so stupid. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. Yeah. And because of that, nah, that's that's not why. But I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am going I'm I am going somewhere diff- different though. I'm going with Jason Tatum to win MVP. Okay, Ooh. I think we saw Tatum at like really leading the race for about like a month and a half at the start of last yeah. year. I think that the Celtics are going to be so 
good this season. I, I Like I said earlier, I think that they are going to get 60 wins easy. I think that Tatum's life is going to be as simple as it's ever been, which is yeah. go out every night and get 30 and don't get embarrassed on defense. And he's already like a good defender. And so you have this two-way star who's going to average, uh, who's going to average 30 on the best team in the conference, potentially the best team in the league. And so like, why wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't it go to, to Tatum if the Celtics meet all of the expectations that they, that, you know, are put upon them right now. So yeah, I'm You're going, I'm absolutely going to right. I think the narrative will be they have a super agree. team and that they're so good that he's going to be the mix for sure. So it'll I don't think be so what's... though. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they are going to be looked at as a super team just because, like, their team is very, very good. But at the same time, if you stack up everybody on them and Milwaukee, the first two players coming off the board are for Milwaukee, right? Potent or I guess two of the top three. I, I think I would take Tatum over Dame, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Know, but like. But here's the to, thing: the Bucks are also a super team, exactly. And so that's where that's I think they are more of that than Boston. But the Nuggets aren't, and that's that's fair. That's why, like, I wouldn't put Giannis as my second. Like, I can definitely see Jokic being the runner-up, but I do think that I do think that Tatum has a really good opportunity for him to go and kind of just like seize this entire moment. And he averaged yeah. he averaged thirty last year, so right, right, I agree. 30? I just think that, think yeah, so. I think it'll be that they're going to be better. But I think for this recipe, for him to already be an MVP contender yeah. and then to make that jump, I would think, one, it's about the competition. Does Jokic have a caliber season worth that? Does a newcomer come? Does Shea have that or whoever else? But for Tatum, I think they're going to be a better team. But it won't be because he got better. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to be the same. So if they made this big jump and it's because they added better players, not necessarily because anything changed with Tatum, I don't know what the strong argument for, will be if Jokic has also an MVP caliber season with less help. You know what I mean? It'll basically be it what's stronger, be the, the voter fatigue or the super team fatigue. Uh, I think something that'll bust both of, both of those thoughts is just simply the Boston Celtics might be like that. Now, with that being said, I don't have Tatum being the MVP, but if it does happen. It's simply because the Boston Celtics won 65 games. Jason Tatum yeah, maintained yeah. the same type of numbers, and it's just sheer greatness that you cannot deny, and this may be his chance, opportunity to enter that top five air that a lot of people eventually expect him to go ahead and be a part of, you know? Listen, he's but getting, he's getting something. Said, he's getting something. Either He's either getting the clutch player award, he's getting the MVP, <laughs> he's getting the scoring title. There's going to be a trophy at the end of the year with Jason Tatum's name on it. Like, he yeah. is... This is the moment, this is the chance I think he's taking that opportunity. Listen, if they have an all-time great regular season, I can see it. But I think it'll take an all-time great regular season. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll have and that. I, and I think with Fair. that argument, with that Donovan has, I can, I can definitely agree with that. But... Uh, I have a different MVP. Uh, my MVP winner for this year is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think that, like you said, Isaac, he's just always a fucking he's a fucking monster, mm. and he just I think what happened and how they went out last season will reap his mind. He's I see him being stupidly locked in and just <laughs> putting up fucking 33, 34 points a game or something insane like that. Yeah. 
on a consistent basis. And I think he has that narrative of being embarrassed and all these eyes are on him and Dame now. And I think his efficiency, as crazy as it sounds, is going to it's going to jump back up, actually, because if I remember correctly, it was slightly down compared to the year before. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's going to be more efficient, put up a little bit more points per game and the Bucks are going to be elite. And I think with the type of season that he's going to have, it might be all time great. But also, yeah. Yoke could easily do the same thing and the Celtics could be elite. I don't fucking know. But it's just yes. a wild prediction. Giannis is going to have so many more easy buckets coming off of Dame pick and rolls. How do you? Yeah. How, how are you going to be able to stop a Giannis lob when you're at the trap of Dame pick and roll? That's what I'm saying. It's like the fish is going <laughs> to jump. That's not my job He's to figure that out. So I'm not, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> the that's not, it's there. your boy Joe Mazzula's job. Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> that is, KP that is, is not, not going to answer those questions. I'm telling you that. That is a fair pick, though, by Mo. And even though that I wouldn't have Giannis at two, I feel like the last couple of years, once we start getting to like February and March, everyone's like, hey, is Giannis the MVP? Like, have we been overlooking him for the last six months? And I think now that Dame is there, there is like the spotlight, which is already on Giannis. It's going to be even bigger. And so people are, are going to be watching like every single night. So, yeah, I, I can I can yeah. see that happening for Giannis, though. I think that's going to be Jokic. This past year, like you said, it was Tatum the first month. And then he slowed down and everyone's like, oh, wait, Jokic is still Jokic. And he became the favorite for a while until all the Kendrick Perkins shit started and then Joel Embiid won the narrative <laughs> war. I think it'll be similar this year where those two teams in the East and then the Suns are going to be the shiny new toys. Lakers to some extent, too. And everyone's like, oh, is it Giannis? Is it Tatum? Is it LeBron? Because he's going to start strong like always. And then Dust is going to settle. Injuries are going to fall apart. Teams are going to normalize. And people are going to look up and be like, this motherfucker Jokic is the one seed, averaging 26 points on 70% true shooting like he always is. And it's going to be like, oh, wait, he's by far the most valuable player on this game right now. And we're going to see the same thing that happened last year, except Joel Embiid is not walking through those doors to ruin it. Okay. Well. I like that thought process. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't. I, okay. I, I'm not going to like, it's not crazy to think that. But like, oh no, it's, it's simple. Like it's it's my pick is the easiest pick to pick. Like it's like the safest pick for sure. That's what got you last year though. See, you didn't see ahead what I was seeing about the about the voter fatigue. I now <laughs> I now I couldn't predict race relations being brought into it. <laughs> right? I didn't I didn't see that. But I don't. Do you think like this is a very rare error of people who are able to get three and four? Do you oh, think, do I think Jokic deserves that? Yes. Yeah. Not no not not to des, not no, deserves no, I, it. I, I know what you mean. But like I know what you mean. Is he gonna do it? Like that's I think I the th- finals MVP reset the voters' fatigue. I think there was that feeling. Everyone was like, you know, he has to do it in the finals, he has to do it in the playoffs. This guy keeps failing in the first round. Now he did it, and now it's like, oh, he's on that like all time great run. He's in the middle of like being this generation's whoever you want to compare him to. I don't wanna get slandered for being like Tim Duncan or whatever, but whoever <laughs> you wanna say was that guy for a generation. I think now people are buckling in like, oh, Jokic is starting this dynasty wow. run for he an individual. He believes in that. He would have to he believe in that. This is, <laughs> he wanted just, to say it's Tim just Duncan. So, <laughs> it's just so crazy just because like the last person to do it was LeBron. And then the only other person to do it before that was Larry Bird. And obviously, like we all hold Jokic in very high regard already all time. It's just, it's a little crazy to me that like three and four years is gonna is gonna happen, especially like I think I think Jokic is gonna have a very a very good spot in the second spot, and then I think between Giannis and Tatum, whichever team is the first seed, they're gonna be one, and then who's ever second is gonna be three behind Jokic. I can see that. I'm I'm not worried about like the precedent thing because I think Jokic is clearly like in terms of regular season players, especially 
in that rare air. Like in terms of like it comes so easy to him. He has the most effortless MVP seasons, just the nature of his game. I think we're gonna look back when his career is over and like put him in that caliber in terms of regular season play performance. Like imagine if peak James Harden did that every year without the fraudulent concerns. You'd be like, oh, this guy's clearly an all-time great top five regular season player ever. I think that's kind of who Jokic is. Nah, he was playing that insurance fraud basketball. Yeah, Jokic isn't, and yeah. he's doing the same shit. <laughs> to wrap this up, I wanted to highlight just a few things. First and foremost, this is going to be, I feel like, the most my bad MVP award ever <laughs> if Jokic is winning. Not because like Jokic doesn't deserve anything like that, but it's like, holy fuck, y'all. Kendrick Perkins and all the boys were so wrong and it has to do with how good Jokic is their narrative like fuck my bad and also how piss yep. poor Joel Embiid was in the playoffs you know what I'm saying and that's so, what I mean bro I think I think yeah it's gonna be definitely a my bad MVP and they're gonna re his his narrative has been realigned and reset because of yep. those two things happen how those those two things happened and be choking like shit and Jokic putting on a generational performance and I think exactly and in my greatest and my greatest players of all time video that we did I think I had him what like top 13 or some shit like that and that's me yeah. projecting like a motherfucker I don't give a fuck I see the vision <laughs> I stand yeah. 10 toes on it you're so you know right so I think it, it matches MVP race last year people were like we've given this dude too much he hasn't proven anything and now after having one of the most monstrous playoff runs I've ever seen it's like oh wait have we not given him enough like, do we need to like keep rewarding this excellence? Like, it's it's flipped now. I think. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, exactly. I I hundred and ten percent agree, man. But I ain't gonna lie, Isaac, Donovan, producer Nikhil, the TikTok fiends need it right now. I might need it. I'm itching. I'm scratching all over my body. I need the TikTok time, man. The fiends outside of my window begging for it. They crying. They all need to feed the streets. Crown eaters, say it with me. Let's rejoice. Finally. <laughs> Please, it's TikTok time. <sighs> Let's go. <laughs> this run that Mo has been on introducing TikTok time, this is an all-time run. This is like a Jokic back-to-back MVP type of run. That was crazy. I, I saw him itching and I was like, is he okay? I had no idea. That was smooth. That's crazy. Listen, uh, I don't know how you're going to keep one-upping yourself, but so far, you're like three episodes deep on wow. giving pure <laughs> cinema as a transition. So, listen, you got to keep it rolling. Listen, you better in two pull years out props now. next week. You better pull out props, <laughs> put on a costume. You better have a script. It better be all out next week. He, listen, no, he's God, for sure writing these. He's, he's writing these <laughs> in, in pre-production. <laughs> Not even. In like a year or two years from now, whenever we do our first live show, I'm going to throw a Playboy Cardi type mosh pit for TikTok time. <laughs> you don't believe me? Watch. <laughs> yeah, man. He wrote five transitions a day for five summers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's great, man. Welcome to TikTok time. As always, we're going to begin with the draft. This time, we're going to draft players that were born after the year 2000. 2001 and going forward, the youngest players in the league. Oh my it's gonna be good. goodness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I, listen, yeah. I, we're only like two, like two years older than these guys, but still, after 2000, it still looks so crazy on paper. Facts. We were all born in 1999, so we're the last of the 20th century kids. So it's, 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 this is the draft that makes us feel old. We're washed. Damn, they finna be... Why'd you throw out our birth year, Isaac? They finna be calling us Unk now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what do you motherfuckers watch with me in person and calls me Unk? I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I, 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 
a fortnight ago I was in college. If I'm Unk now, I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> you, yeah, lit- man, man. This time. you literally had to put a pillow under your back before we started this. Your back is cooked. <laughs> You're done. You're washed. Yeah. For context for the viewers, bro, this man stopped. We stopped after the MVP segment, and he just walked around the room for like five, ten minutes. God damn, thirteen hours in a chair. Uh, you I'm getting exposed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the draft order is Muhammad, Donovan. Oh wow! And me in that order. Oh. Wow. The government. That's right. His name the is Mojo. He's old. He has a full name. His mother did not name him Mojo. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> the government? That man's name Fuck is Mo man. Coke. <laughs> yo. yo. <laughs> Mo Coke. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> uh, I've never felt so in. exposed in my life. <laughs> Look him up on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. All right. Just for that. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Just for that. I'm going to whoop y'all ass in this draft. All right. Hook time. <laughs> Let's draft NBA lineups with only players born after the year 2000. We're going first most. overall pick. Give me Anthony Edwards. Okay, I knew you pick. were going to go there. Knew like you were going to go I had there. Had to. That's fine. I had to. Give me the newest unicorn. Give me Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, should have picked him. Nice. I got to get big Vic. I'm going to go. I'm cool being third. Give me Lamelo Ball and Paolo Banquero. Mm. Yeah, that's what good. is what a duo? What a duo! Both players are making huge star leaps this year. We're gonna look back and realize my team is stacked. Where do I want to go? Mark. Where do I want to go? You know what? Give me. We're gonna go Twin Towers here. Give me Evan oh. Mobley. Ooh, that that's crazy Damn. rim defense. That that's a crazy combination. Nobody is scoring. Nobody's scoring <laughs> at the rim. Listen, you saw what Julius Randle did to him in the playoffs last year. Paolo's just that strong. He's not doing that to Wemby. Hmm. Wemby's everywhere. <laughs> Mobley, though? We're picking on him. God, We're circling man. his what name a, on the chart. <laughs> what a duo. I love that shit. I love that shit. I'm so happy you didn't pick him. I need a big so bad. Give me, give me Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> damn, hey, hey. Yeah. Go ahead and give me Chet. And then at the end of the season, y'all going to be like, damn, this man was cooking. Give me Cade Cunningham. Okay. That's I a good got pick. a big lineup so far, bro. Yeah, just how you like it. Okay. <laughs> Hold your horses. God. <laughs> okay. So with my next pick, I am going to go. Where do I want to go with this? Where do I want to go? You know what? At my three, give me Franz Wagner. Ooh, good ah, pick, good pick. I love it. I'm glad this guy fell to me. At my shooting guard, J-Dub, Jalen Williams. Ah, I, was ho- I was hoping he fell, whoa, I was hoping whoa, he fell back. It's... He, he, was, he stayed in college for a couple. Are you serious? 2001. He's 23 right now. 20, Mr. Santa Claire? Yeah. Oh, April 14th, 2001. Yeah. Hop off uh, my car. I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay. You got it. You got it. Okay. Have fault. <laughs> uh, Next pick. You know what? I'm going to slide J-Dub to my three. And at the two, another guy who's going to make a leap this year, Jalen Green. Mm, damn, I know, I know that hurt your heart, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan wanted him. I knew it. That was my next pick. That was my <laughs> next pick. And now, ah, we have to pivot. This sucks. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea where I want to go. You know what? Yep. Give me Danny Avdija. No, no, no. 
Give me the Killing new school A's. Bob Cousy. Give me Josh Giddey. <laughs> okay. Love it. Love it. That's hard. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. You don't stand a chance against me because I'm going to go ahead and lock all that shit up. Give me Devin Vassell. And then to double up, give me the best future rim protector in the NBA next after, of course, Wemby. Walker Kessler. Fuck, I was going to pick him next. I was waiting yeah. on him. Yeah, man, I had to do I didn't it. think you were going to pick two it. centers. Yeah, man, go ahead and pick up Jeremy Sohan or something like that. Bro. Oh. Uh, Mark Williams is there for you, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Fraud. Devin Vassell was born in the year 2000. Ah, he got called out. You can't pick the cell. Pick somebody else. No way. Yep. Born after. Born after. Do your homework. Bozo. Oh, my God. All right. I'm still taking Walker Kester, regardless of the fact he's still staying there. I just need to find another wing on the board. God, bro. And And this list is fucking bleak as hell right now. Are you kidding me? Yep. Holy shit. You put Christian Braun. Dude, I don't have anybody. I don't have another Carter wing on my list. Holy Tari shit. Is calling your name. Man, go ahead. I'm a hometown boy. Give me AJ Green or AJ Griffin. Say Give me again. AJ Griffin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Congratulations on having the worst player on the board. You won. He's a shooter. <laughs> Okay, listen, my team has absolutely, well, not absolutely. Yeah, my team, listen, we don't really have shooting like that. But it's okay. I'm going to double down. I'm getting dogs on my team. Give me Scoot Henderson at my point guard. <laughs> okay. Wow. Straight dog. He'll be good eventually. Not your one. <laughs> That's fine. At the five, listen, Walker Kessler got stolen from me. There's no rim protectors left. I'm going all offense. Give me Sengun. There you go. There We're you scoring go. 140 points a game. You guys are not stopping shit. We're oh scoring my God. 140. We're running up and down the court, passing it behind yep, our heads. Yup, and you finna, yup, and you finna get Kings. 155 pounded into your chest throughout every game. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> finna throw a bunch of hee hees. That's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hilarious. So my five, I got Cade Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, AJ Griffin, Chet. And Walker Kessler. Yeah, the AJ Griffin pick really sold you. But it's, a, it's <laughs> okay. But it's okay. I, I had to have okay. him sell. Ready? <laughs> I bet you I'm, did. All right. I have Scoot Henderson, Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner, Wemby, and Evan Mobley. No shooting. Okay. No shooting. But you're not scoring at the rim. Wemby and Mobley is crazy. <laughs> I got Melo Ball, Jalen Green, J Dub, Palo Bancaro, and Sengun. Straight you buckets. The coolest lineup for sure. <laughs> straight buckets. <laughs> yeah, straight buckets. No defense at all. <laughs> it's a second thought. Straight ball handlers. We're just fucking five out every play. Everyone take their turn. Oh, yeah. Your team is for sure putting out the greatest highlights of all time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Rucker Park and going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. uh, That's the end of the draft. Y'all let us know in the comments who won. I want to see it. Next video we got. And why was it me? <laughs> <laughs> Not. Next video we're gonna do a tier list per usual. You this know, time you know we're gonna we put we're gonna put every version of Kobe Bryant into a tier list. It's time. We did this with LeBron, it banged. We did this with Steph, it banged. It's time to do it with Kobe Bryant, another one of the greats. Yeah, man, this, this, this should be good. 
we have seven versions of Kobe to rank. Oh, this is gonna Let's be do this, man. This is gonna be fantastic. I'm ready. Let's put every version of Kobe Bryant into a tier list. First off, rookie year, 1996 Kobe. It doesn't matter. S tier. F. S tier. <laughs> he made the All Star game as a rookie, man. You have to understand that's none. a different level of greatness that you're seeing right there. Okay, he didn't. He wasn't even playing. He wasn't even playing in the regular games, and everyone still knew he's like that. That's you know S tier. You know what that is? That's clout. Aura. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just put, him bad, put him in S tier. Put him in S tier. Oh my god. We'll split the difference. C, put him in C. D. Put him in C for aura. Put him in S tier. <laughs> okay. Next up, it's, we're, we're, we're split the difference. We're gonna see. There we go. Let's vote on it. F tier is disrespectful as it is, though. <laughs> Come on. Next up, two thousand one Kobe. Now this is real aura right here. Now you're talking. Listen, yeah. in the middle of a three we talking about Froby. Afro Kobe? Uh, That's S tier. Automatic S tier. Vibes yeah. are immaculate right now. S tier. Yep. Yeah. Some of not the even greatest posters not even the best and highlights of, of this time. I know. Exactly. The or yeah. This is where the Oreo is kicking my ass. I ain't going to lie. The highlights. The Fro did it was, for you. Is this? Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm admitting it. I don't care. Stamp it. Staple it. Put. Tell the whole country. The Fro did it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up, 2006 Kobe. His career high in scoring. Got robbed of an MVP. Listen, he's dragging Smush Parker to the playoffs, <laughs> scoring 35. This is S tier. This is scoring at its finest. Listen, this is this is the game winner. Peak. This is bang. This is the fist pump. You got to <laughs> understand really what this 35? is. Yes. Yes, 35? Yes. 35.6. I 34. But in that year, is ridiculous because spacing was insanely disgusting. Yes, bro. One of the most slogged down offensive years of all time. He put up 35. That is ridiculous, bro. And yeah, the efficiency must not be pretty, but who gives a damn about that, bro? Just simply exactly. putting up that amount of points and not being disgusting offensively when it comes to your efficiency. Yeah, this has to be us. In the mid-2000s with no threes. Yep. No threes either. Come on well, now. A couple threes. Yeah. <laughs> Zero right. negative threes, Isaac. Negative threes. Okay. He was putting the ball in the other basket. He was giving the other <laughs> team. They didn't have a line yet. Come on. Okay. All right. Next up, we got 2008 Kobe. He won an MVP. How is this not S tier Kobe? Facts. Was, oh, How is this man. not S tier Kobe? How is the MVP of the league not the best version? Come on. Next one. Back. It's simple. Okay, let's it's do simple. It. All right, next up. Can't go against 2010. That. He's winning back to back championships. Is it a or B? He's winning back to back championships. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So you want to say S again? Is everything S? He's winning back to back. That is true. He beat the Celtics like, in the game S-tier. seven? Come on. I've never seen a tier list like Come this on. get four straight S tiers. Come on. Only Kobe could do it. Well, listen, that shit ends here. 2012, Kobe. <laughs> There we go. This man was dragging Steve Nash, who wasn't playing any games. Dwight Howard on a bad back. Dragged him to the playoffs. Listen, he was averaging 40 minutes a night at 30-something years. This is S-tier. No old old man shouldn't be hooping like this. Okay? We've only Uh, seen LeBron hoop like this at an age like this. Come on now. Come on. Made two free throws with a torn Achilles. I don't know. Who else is doing that? Nobody. Just off of that? The torn Achilles? Oh, I'm sorry. We have to put him at S. Come on now. <laughs> Let's do it. It doesn't stop here. Fuck it. Next up, 
Final game, Kobe. Not 2016, just the last game where he dropped 60. Nobody When he ever was giving retired. Gordon Hayward the business? Nobody's <laughs> oh ever retired God. with 50 points in a game. <laughs> 60 points in a game? I, I don't have to it's say it. Of. I don't have to say it. It's unheard of. Shaq told him a week prior, I need 50. And Kobe said, no, nah, I can't do it. Just to lie to his face and get 60. <laughs> he said, I'll do you one better. 60. <laughs> Come on now. That's Mamba uh, mentality man. at its finest. That's S tier. That's Kobe embodied in a single game, in a single moment. Come on now. You can't name another player in NBA history who have a tier list like this. You have to understand. You also have to understand. At the same time that he was playing this game, the Warriors were going for 73 wins. It didn't matter because Kobe was giving everybody buckets. They Facts. had to tune into this. Come on now. That's great. Uh. <laughs> there we are. The Kobe Bryant tier list. Everybody's in S tier besides Ricky Kobe's in C. <laughs> Look, and you can't even mad. You can't even be mad at it either. <laughs> Listen, game's a game. Perfectly valid reasons. I can't argue. Thank you. <laughs> hey man, we'll move on. The next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna run back something we did a couple weeks ago for the first time. Deal or no deal? How this game works? I picked a player beforehand. It's going to be centered around them, and I'm going to list a couple, three trade packages. You guys have to decide if you would take the deal or if you wouldn't. This time, we're doing Trey Young. Oh. Donovan, get your I, hands off of that goddamn phone. <laughs> get your ass in that goddamn say, corner. I will consult you this time. We can talk about it this time. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk Come about on. it. I know this is your son. I know, I know this is your guy. Let's go. <laughs> so, NBA deal or no deal, Trey Young edition. First up. Would you trade Trey Young for Scoot Henderson and a first-round pick? Fuck no. A single <laughs> first-round pick? I'm not even putting it into question. This dude is 25 years old. He's going to end up as one of the greatest shooters of all time. I love Scoot. Okay. He's going to be a star. <laughs> multiple times. There's no okay behind that. Look at the stats. Look at the facts. Look at how far he shoots from the three-point line. Listen, it's there. I was, I was with you. I was with you, but the fact that you said that he's going to go down as one of the greatest shooters of all time makes me want to trade him now. So yeah, Show me another player who's shooting from that far on a consistent basis. Can you can only name two. Producer Point Nikhil, blank period. Producer it's over. Can you no, get your ass off Trae the call. Go, can you bring go, up Trey Young's stats from last year? Please tell me what the greatest, what this one of the greatest shooters of all Again? time shot. This is why you're, you're fired. You're Please fired. Tell me. Get off my Please team. Please tell me what he shot. I'm, you're fired. You're fired. What did he shoot? You're not listening. From three. What did he like shoot? Oh my god! Thirty-four percent. Listen. percent from three. We're talking about the depth, difficulty in threes. You can't. You can't name more than two players who shoot like him. And if you think you want to get someone like Scoot, who's a player that you'll see almost every five, three years in an NBA draft, you're insane. Mo, and you're probably driving this franchise to the ground. Mo, but if not all my the team, shots, not listen, Atlanta. If all the shots that you take are from 35, 40 feet, and you're missing 67% of them, fam, no, take a step no, in and shoot bro, a better shot. No. Come on. No, get <laughs> no, out of here. Bro. Get no, mathematics here. is not mathematicing right now, bro. Look at get the percentage of his long when he shoots over 35%. And you're going to be shook. What That's about what the ones that are We're not in this conversation line. right now. What about the ones okay. that are closer to the line? Okay, you have okay. lost your on. job. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you have lost back, your job. Back to this. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no decision. Deal. No deal. Side no note. Deal. Look at this fucking headshot of Trey Young this year. What does it look like Fabio? Who is he trying to riz up? <laughs> he look high as hell too. Damn. 
<laughs> I guess that, that, that's that father life. <laughs> that's funny. All right, man. Next deal. <laughs> I don't even know if Trae we made Young. a deal or not. <laughs> Trae Is he trader or not? How about Trey Young for Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero? No. No deal. No deal. Uh, I like Bam. I like Tyler Hero too. 20 point per game score and Bam 20 point per game score too pretty much. Could be a decent player of the year this year, but they're not the face of the franchise like yeah. Trey Young could be. Yeah. They can't they can't carry they can't carry a franchise. They can't be the base of a of a franchise without another primary score the way that Trey Young is his passing, his his scoring. This is an easy no deal. Okay, Pat Riley, good. you're washed. Get the fuck off my line. <laughs> Listen, most times you trade an all-star, you can't get one back, and this time you could. I see the vision a little bit. Can't happen. No. But I wouldn't take the deal either. I get it. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, that picture of Tyler Hero is also crazy. What is on his chin? He looks insane. <laughs> so what out. is on his chin? <laughs> uh. All right, next deal. <laughs> How about Tyler Hero? I mean, how about Trey Young for John Morant? One for I'm one. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You see, <laughs> if John Morant wasn't a delinquent, then I would <laughs> consider it for a second. A hundred percent. He's not sane. At least if you not how to yet. Behave, maybe, maybe you'd have to do it. Exactly. If, yeah. Listen, Trey Young, Trey Young does not go on IG Live Taking a bottle of Casamigos to the head. <laughs> I, you know what he does though the instead? He'd be lifting his shirt up and he'd be doing all that light skin stuff. I can live with that. I can live with the cringe, <laughs> the corniness, and all that. But waving up a gun like you out here serving with Keylock and all them boys? <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Love it. There's a no deal around the board. Apparently, you guys really like Trey Young. <laughs> Untouchable. <laughs> Give me Wemby. I'm taking Trey still. <laughs> All right, guys. Next thing we're going to do, I think we have some old logos to look at that you prepared, Mo. Ah, yes. We got some super old throwback logos that we got to talk about and disseminate over here. Disseminate. <laughs> so so tell me, explain to people what these are. Explain. So they're, they're logos from like when the team's like first founded type shit? Yeah, these logos are from... Straight up the black and white days, segregation days, 1950s, <laughs> 1949. We're going that deep far okay, back in so, time. So these are Bob Cousy And logos. a lot of teams, yeah, and a lot of teams completely switched up. Uh, their entire theme may have moved here or there, but overall, I think some of you guys will, I think y'all will be able to get some and also have trouble trying to disseminate which one, which be which. So okay, let's do it. Guess the NBA team based on their old logo. Okay, okay. Where are we going? What's the first one? All right. So first up, taking it kind of easy. Okay. We got this we green got, man listen, over here. We got the green vest. We got the old timey look. Golden State Warriors. Come okay. on now. This is. I think. Listen. I think you might be slightly off. I think these. I think this might be those racists out there in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> might be those yeah. guys up north. No fact. This is, this is like what? This is like the 40s Celtics? This this is those days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a wild miss by you, Isaac. There's literally the there's literally the 40s Clovers on his fucking vest. <laughs> oh, how could I ever miss that? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> yeah. This is the Boston Celtics from like 1950, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. It was kind of hard. I kind of like this logo. Uh, I guess. Yeah, know, actually not it looks bad. of I the mean, times. Like, it looks of the times. It looks like a '40s logo. 
40s. It was the 1950s. Let's be specific. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, Loki, it looks like it belongs in like an old cereal box. You know what? And it looks like some good ass cereal too. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's lucky this would have sold me. Lucky Charms and shit? <laughs> oh, Lucky Charms. Hell yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, what's next? Oh, man. Ooh, next up, we got Ooh. this. Oh, this, we got this, this logo from 1974. This is kind of interesting. Look at the so color scheme. The first, the first thought is the Rockets. Sword. No. First thought is the Rockets because of the color scheme, but this is like a conquistador or something. I don't know what this is. <laughs> is this a cowboy? Could this he be He got a that big warrior? ass feather on his hat. What could he be doing? No, it's not the Warriors. Could this be a trailblazer? Oh. No. No. Not the trailblazer. Oh, is that a trailblazer? He's fucking fencing. First off, first of all, first of all, those weren't official guesses, right? I was consulting <laughs> with my partner. All right, <laughs> those we're not going on the record as 0 for two on this one. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you I'm are. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this. Is one. he? So he's is he, he's fencing? Is, it, is he have a hook for a hand? Is that a pirate? I don't know. Like, is this yeah, the warriors? Is he a warrior? No, what? not a warrior. He's fencing. He has some type of sword, some type of dagger in his hand. Bro. Some type of sword. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Look at the color scheme. The color Cowboy? scheme. He kind of looks the color like scheme. That. I'm just like what, the Hawks. Is he Atlanta Hawking? I don't know. <laughs> Atlanta Hawking. What the hell does he even look like? <laughs> no. Do y'all give up? Y'all gonna be so mad. No, no. Give me a second. No, no, no. I mean, give me, give me one. Give me one. He's not jazzing. He's not a wizard. <laughs> oh, like is the this fucking the stick Cavaliers? in his hand. Yes, he has a stick in yeah. his hand. What team has that? Oh yeah. my god. The Cavs got the what sword. Team has a sword. That's good. That's good. That's god, good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Problem is, I don't know what a cavalier is, but I see the sword. <laughs> I've never learned what, it, what a cavalier is to this day. I know cavalier as an adjective. That was very cavalier of you. I guess it means adventurous. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next? Ooh. Ooh. What? Next up, we got this tin man. How does now, this, this look, right look? How does this look old and new at the same time? <laughs> it looks hard as fuck if you ask me. This, this was from, I believe, the 1970s. This is okay, a so Ghostbusters character? What the hell? <laughs> no, nah, it's not a Ghostbusters character. What is Scooby-Doo villain? No, it's not okay. a Scooby-Doo villain. Is this the it's Utah so Jazz? Terrifying. Is this the Jazz? What does a man of tin have to do with Jazz? <laughs> you thought Tin Man was that? I saw no. a Z. I saw a Z. I didn't know if this was like a Jazz flute that was being played. You know? Mm-mm. It was nah. a stretch. Is this the Oklahoma City Thunder? No, they weren't a team. Uh, You're in the... No, not at all. I see Tin Man, I think. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I don't remember where that Kansas. was. Kansas. Kansas. Is there no Kansas team in that NBA? Is this the Pacers? Man. You're in the right conference. Okay. Is this Eastern the conference? Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> uh, come on now. Let's be real. Eastern Conference. <laughs> the 70s. Pistons? Uh, what do they call that city? The Motor oh, City. Oh, the Motor. Is this the oil? Motor City? Is this oil yes. Man? This is yes, bro. This is <laughs> the, the Fort Wayne. Yeah. Yes, this is the Pistons, bro. These are the Fort Wayne Pistons. This is gross, bro. Oh, you chose the G League team? No, this is not the. Z- no, this was the initial team over there. Uh, mm. they started off as Fort Wayne. What up. the heck? Yeah, yeah, it's it's gross. Okay, bro. I okay. thought Fort Wayne was, was there. Nice. I thought that was the G League team. Okay. No. Cool. What's next? There we go. Ooh, oh, next up, 
<laughs> we got this big ass man. <laughs> That's a pirate. He's looking evil as hell. Is this you the villain? This, this looks like this looks like Ursula from the Little Mermaid. Yeah, so it's a villain from Little Mermaid. No, no, this, this is looks this like is the antagonist from Pocahontas. This is that big pilgrim dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not even. He looks wow. like the dude from Quaker Oats. This is Mr. Quaker himself. No, this guy's savages. <laughs> I don't like his vibe. <laughs> Listen, the graphic design was not their passion back in the day. This logo sucks. All right. Listen, that, this was from 19. This thing is This trash. is from 1946. What do you expect? Yeah, they can't draw. So clearly, this is from the Northeast. That much is clear to me. Okay. True. A team. Is this a Celtics logo? No. No, it's blue. It's the blue Knicks. And... This is the Knicks. Is that your final guess? Yes. Yes, it is the New Let's York go. Knicks, bro. I go. I love this logo right here. This would be hard as fuck on a shirt. There's no. If you wear this, this, this is not hard as fuck. This is the opposite of hard as fuck. We are clowning oh, you tripping. if you put this on a shirt and actually. Wear I know. It. I can't. God forbid. On, I need someone. I need someone watching this to send me one of them shirts and let me be clowned. I don't care. <laughs> this is I'll be swaggy while being clowned. You think people still have these shirts? Like, you, absolutely. You, you want somebody to make these it for you? Y'all sleep on the vintage. Y'all crazy. Y'all are crazy. What, what what do you have against this shirt? What do you have against this logo? Is he because is it because he's big? What do you mean it's ugly? <laughs> <laughs> Look, at, I can't even see his face. Those are scribbles. This man is trying to throw allegations at me. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what type of person are you. <laughs> I'm a person who doesn't like this uh, logo. It's hilarious. A bad right. person. <laughs> next up. Right, oh man, that. now this one is hard. Ooh, <laughs> a roadrunner. This is. Yeah, Roadrunner. This was from 1967. Okay. Ooh, okay. 1967. Is isn't the Buffalo Braves? Could this no. be the Atlanta Hawks? That's what I was no. thinking. Not a no, okay. crazy guess. This bird looked dumb as hell. To be honest with you, bro. This can't be the Hawks. <laughs> no Hawks is dumb. The Pelicans weren't around <laughs> back then. Nah. This does this team have a different name than they have now? I have no idea. Yes, they do. Hort? Huh? Oh no, it's not. A, it's obviously not a. What teams change names? The Wizards, but they were the Bullets. Yeah, is this the Supersonics? The no, not the Supersonics. Not a terrible guess either, though. Huh? Hmm. I will say you're in the right conference. Okay, so Western Conference. I'm the trying North, to think. I'm Northwest. trying to keep think up the coast. Were the Timberwolves? No, were the Timberwolves expansion? I think so. Is this Minnesota? Not the Timberwolves. Okay. No, I'm, try, I'm trying Minnesota. to think. I'm trying to think about all those teams, and you have like the the Timberwolves. The, I'm just thinking about every team in the league in the Western Conference. Oh wait, this must be Denver. No, not Denver. Oh my God. No. Yeah, you guys are not getting this, bro. This is a. This was the Dallas Charpels, which eventually turned into the San Antonio Spurs. What the fuck? I know. I've never Most heard any of those words put together in that order. I have what? never guessed this. this? A charcoal. That's I've fake. never heard of that before in my that life, and I charcoal. never want to see it. This is made up <laughs> history from the NBA. <laughs> nah, you you you, you uh, drew this. This is a hand drawn, no special. <laughs> you this in the me. third grade. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Right, it was is that the last one? Oh, next one. No, next one. This is from 1971. This would be the Houston, Houston Rockets, the Minneapolis Lakers. No and no. Damn. Damn. <laughs> this You're is not the wrong, Denver Nuggets. Though. 
Ooh. What makes you say that? The mountains. It's the Denver team before they were called the Nuggets, whatever they were. In the ABA days, yes, you're correct. This is from 1971. Good job, I Let's do. go. What was the team you're, called? You're carrying. The Denver Rockets. Denver Rockets. Okay. Whack. Sounds so wonky. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I love this one right oh, here. What? Oh, this is. This, this logo is was from 1949. Oh, this, is <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> There's so much going on in this. This is like uh, racy, but. <laughs> so this is Kyrie? Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. Is this an Oklahoma team? No, it's not an Oklahoma team at all. Okay, well, this what? isn't the right conference, though. Listen, this is hard as I, fuck. I'm eliminating that for you. Okay, so Eastern Conference team. I feel like any name I say is somehow racist. <laughs> I don't well, even know. In the West, look at the colors. Look at the colors. That's the only thing that can is help. Is this you. the Orlando Magic? No, West. So this oh, is the West. Dallas Mavericks. No, not the Mavericks. Oh. What is this a clipper? Is this what a clipper is? <laughs> no, a clipper is not a Native American. Clipper. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not that. Is, is this the Warriors? Yes, the Philadelphia Warriors, bro. Which eventually they had a Native American well. warrior. Warriors, bro. Yes, bro. It was gross. They were tomahawk Through... chopping. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Through that random white squiggly line, I cleared it out. That says Warriors. It's so gross. This is crazy. Listen, at least yeah. they removed it before the Washington football team did. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Shout out to them. It was so bad. <laughs> Being good, decent humans. <laughs> uh, is that the last one? I, th I think we have one more, maybe. All right. There we go. Oh, my God. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> they were running it up in the 40s and 50s. Is this Portland? Uh, no, this is not Portland. Let's stick okay. with those colors, though. I, re I really thought you, you were about to tell us. Um, <laughs> is this same the Chicago team? It looks like the Blackhawks. You're in the right. Wow. Holy shit. I don't know if I should give this to you, but you got the name correct. It was it the Milwaukee Blackhawks? Black no, not Milwaukee Blackhawks at all. What was it? The Atlanta Blackhawks. Ah, Okay. Gross, they just put bro. Native Americans as mascots around the country. I, Fact, they were running I it know, up. <laughs> bro. They had no creativity. They were proud. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, that's good. Yeah. I've never seen any of those logos a day in my life. <laughs> and I will never see them again. Nope. <laughs> and I'm so happy. <laughs> they made it a great job. Next video we got. We're sticking along the lines of goofy ass shit. This time, we're going to run back a classic. I'm going to have you guys guess NBA players based on their haircuts. Okay. Hopefully, so you're listen, gonna see. I've been I've been lacking on these on these like guessing games. Yep. I need to step it up. I need to step you it up. Know what it is. Faster. The hair is my bag. <laughs> Facts. So yeah, as always, you guys are gonna see some scalps and guess who it is, and I'll reveal the full head. Bless Whoa. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> guess the NBA player based on their haircuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First off, we got this white man. Oh, I know. I think I, I'm pretty sure on this. Is this Luke Kennard? <laughs> that Ooh! was so fast. That, was that boy came time. out hot. This is Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you, you want it, bro. I'm here. Shout out to Luke I'm Kennard, here. bro. How'd you know bro. so fast, though? 
Listen, I, are you kidding me? You can recognize that fucking math teacher hairline anywhere. <laughs> Again, listen, there's only so many whites in the league, right? The pool's small. <laughs> That's you true. Know. And a lot of them that got good hair. Recognizable. Luke Kennard is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next oh, up. Man. Next up we got. Oh, I got this. This is Paolo Bencaro. Another Paolo one. Up. This is yeah. Paolo Bencaro. Two for two. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, them eyebrows got me, and just how he has his twist, easy. Ah, uh, bro, I easy. tried to cut off the eyebrows. I knew that'd be a giveaway, but I actually left a little yeah. bit on there. <laughs> Swipe that shit. You know his uh, eyebrows like that? I know. You I know like, every detail, every feature. <laughs> Who's his eyebrow card? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got this guy. Damn. Okay. Is this Colin I like Sexton? I know who this is. This no. is not Colin Sexton. This oh, no, man got some edge to him, bro. Is this he takes OG care Ananobi. of his hair? This is not no. OG Ananobi. Also has way more hair. Okay. No, okay. look at the wrinkles in the forehead. They tell it all. This man has been through some grit and grind era, and that's why this is Mike Conley. No, it is not. Every time you pull out that forehead wrinkle shit, you're always wrong. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Who no, the hell he, has he his hairstyle? He can't beat us on this one. Is this DeAndre Jordan? This is no, not. no, Dandre you guys Jordan. are nowhere near right. Okay, he's a young player, then it's just, he should it's be just a young player with, with wrinkles, but he has those like little twists. I have no idea who this is. These aren't I even that I'm, wrinkles, those are normal fucking hair. Those are normal. No, nah, man, he's washed, he needs Botox. <laughs> that hairstyle is like you don't see this natural fro in the NBA, they all either have twist or twist, like that's it. That's exactly. the only option. Ah, uh, <laughs> where are we going? Where are we going, Mo? Damn, I don't Kim, know. Isaac, like, I was so sure this is Mike Conley. Yeah, he plays in the Eastern Conference. He plays in the Eastern Conference. He used Eastern to play Conference. with one of the players you already guessed. Actually, no, man, no, we didn't strike that. It's not true. Okay, just lying to us. Okay. Yeah, it's completely Damn. wrong. Damn. <laughs> Eastern what the hell Conference. Is this? I have no idea. I give up. Fuck. You, you guys are done. This is Donovan Mitchell. Oh my god! I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that in my life. Oh, Shout no. out to he, thought, he, thought, he, he thought that shit was easy. Incorrect. He got it. He got it. I you swear to be humble. I don't know why Mike Conley came your head. Next up, we have another white dude. Uh, who's is this? This? this is Demontis Sabonis. Ew. I know Sabonis <laughs> from a minute away. From a while. This is Demontis this is Sabonis. Sabonis. Ew. <laughs> he came to media day with the almighty comb over this year. <laughs> why did nobody talk? Why did nobody call this out? They wiped this picture from the face of the internet. He came in with the clear Cameron cut, bro. Oh my god! It's the bona fide <laughs> is his Karen hair cut. always this color? Is he like a? Is he a redhead, Loki? It looks a little lighter than usual, right? Yeah, it looks, he is. looks like he died. <laughs> he, he was going for the did, ginger bro. look. <laughs> okay, Cole, Karen, I see you. <laughs> he Sick pulled to the side and said, "This is my space, mom." <laughs> 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 you let her do that to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro! Yeah, this is the mean skater boy cut, bro. This is the prime Justin Bieber era cut, bro. When they used to flick their hair like this, you remember when girls used to trip about him flicking his hair all the time? <laughs> prime Justin Bieber cut. <laughs> uh, this is the first Latvian skater, or is he Lithuanian? Ooh. Where's he from? I don't know. All right, next up, no, we got right. this guy. Is this? I think I know who this is. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna guess first. I'm gonna guess first. Is this Jalen Green? This is not Jalen Green. 
Oh, that's where my guess was going. I see where you're going with that, but no, it's not right. Him. He looked. Listen, he got he got the good hair. You know what I'm saying? He got the curls. Got, got similar, <laughs> similar complexion. I, I see where you're going with it. I know exactly who this is. This is Rui Hachimura. Lock it in. This is Rui. <laughs> yeah, he got that nice hair, Donovan. You're on par. <laughs> all right, next up, we got. <laughs> who is this man? <laughs> We all know who this is. Who's we all know dad? who this is. <laughs> oh man, as only Chris like, Paul. This is an old man haircut. If I ain't seen one in my life, <laughs> yeah. the skin is crazy. I saw I saw somebody the other day said that Chris Paul is the first person to have a hairline but still be bald. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the second person behind Doc Motherfucking Rivers. He powered the look. That man is. He has. He is tattooed. He has his hairline tattoo. He needs to go to Turkey today. That's a series of small dots. Oh my god, man. All right, man. That's the end of that one. Before we get out of here, we got one more video for you guys. This one is gonna be centered around Victor Wembanyama. You know he's popular right now. He's nutmegging people, he's blocking everything in sight. We gotta get our clicks in and get the free engagement making a video about him. So how this is gonna work is real simple. I'm going to name a player, and I want you guys to tell me if they're going to be better or worse than Victor Wembanyama next year. We're going to get a gauge for how good he's going to be in his rookie year. Listen, spoiler alert, he's going to be really good. He's going to be better than a lot of players. Oh, my God. All right. I'm here to let's bring us down back to realism. Okay. I'm going to name some NBA players. You let me know if Victor Wembanyama is going to be better or worse than them in his rookie year. First up, Tyrese Maxey. He's going to be He's better. He's going to be worse. Oh, my God. Come on. Bro. Listen, Maxi. the only reason why I'm saying, Vic, is that I think Maxi, depending on what happens with James Harden, might not get the opportunity to fully grow into his potential. And I think that Victor is going to have all the room in the world to grow into his potential. <laughs> yeah. His defense is already going to be crazy. Yeah. The only way I see this happening is if he has the same ish level of offensive production as Tyrese, which could easily happen, but the defense has to be otherworldly day one. Which it could. And yeah, it I think be. this is easy. I think this is easily, Vic. He's going to be legitimately top, what, 15 defensive player in the league at minimum. Probably going to average 20 points per game on good efficiency. Easily him. I don't want to say easily. Don't disrespect Tyrese. It's not about him. Vic is just like the next great Hall of Fame player. Shout out Tyrese, <laughs> but these are different tiers. Alright, next up we got Paolo Bancaro. Worse. This is tough. Paolo, that next uh, second year leap is going to hit for Paolo Bancaro. As as great as Victor Wimbanyama was or is, I don't think he has the potential to be an all-star this season like Paolo can be. Oh, yeah. that's where you're wrong. He <laughs> 100% has a potential to be an all-star this year. Potential going, definitely has a potential. That's what I'm saying. I'm going better. I, I think I'm going to predict oh, Paolo will be an all-star. Vic is on the bubble. I can see it going either way. I, I I can we can we can give it to Vic, but I won't be shocked if it's Paolo. Hey, you need to start throwing out some some names higher on that ESPN list. This is <laughs> this is not cutting it right now. All right, next up, next up we got. Ooh, Ooh, this is tough. Okay, this is tough. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo's gonna be better. Let's be real. Lamelo could easily be an All Star again this year, bro. So can Wemby. Wemby can also Tell be me. an All Star. Come on, guys. An all-star as a 15th seed? You th- I will oh say. Oh, gosh. It's possible. No, they're not, they're not going to be the 15th seed. I will say. 13th. Listen, I'm a. <laughs> listen. 
They might sneak into the plane. I'm going to let you know that right now. Oh, my God. But, relax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are they going to get to the top six? Who knows? Listen. Listen, it's weird to say. I'll say, I'll say LaMelo, th- though. Yeah, I'll go LaMelo. But, like, it's weird to say Vic could be better than him as a rookie because he's a rookie. But there's a good chance we're going to see one of the best rookie seasons we've seen in a long time. So I'm, I'm not going to hold the rookie, rookie thing against him too much. The type of leap, LaMelo Ball is going to remind everyone just how good and elite he is and he deserve, and he belongs in every elite elite conversation as an NBA player. Yeah, I, I don't special. know if I'd say elite of the elite. I don't think he's going to be like a top 10 player, but I agree. He's going to make a big jump to surprise people this year, so I'll, I'll go LaMelo. Next up, we got Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> oh, man. The defensive player of the year. Will he... Yeah. Listen, we all think Wemby's going to be that level of defender. Jaron already is. He already averages 20. I don't know. This, right, listen, is, this, this one just stumped. comes down to whoever gets more rebounds is the better player. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Because they're, they're, they're going to be grabbing him like that. Exactly. So if you want to be better, grab more rebounds. Where are we going? Ah, oh, man. Who will be better? I'm going to lean Jaron. I don't want to set insane expectations for Victor, but he could easily surpass Jaron if he's like that day one. Yeah, I think if everything clicks right, we're talking about someone who's in the running for DPOY very soon and averages a good 20 to 22 on high efficiency. I think Jaron is like what Wemby should hope for year one. Man, I'm going Wemby. I'm going Wemby. (laughs) I hope so, man. All right, next up. James Harden. (laughs) Wemby! (laughs) Wemby! Come on. This is not even a discussion. <laughs> I don't even know if this man's going to be playing basketball this season. <laughs> what, what do you think he's going to do? <laughs> he's going to be chilling in Houston, partying. Over at True yeah. Burgers with Bum B. He's, Still he's not, yelling he's out. Daryl Morey is a liar. He's going to be repping that until he gets <laughs> Shouting it from the rooftops. <laughs> nah, I mean, Harden's still an all-star. It's probably still Harden, but not for long. I don't know, man. Morale purposes and how we just... Brings bad vibes to the team. I'm definitely sticking with Wimby, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's the end of that. Oh, no, one more. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> That's the end of the Donovan, show. Stop. Everybody knows how this is going to end. <laughs> this <laughs> ends with Victor Wembenyama <laughs> as the clear-cut better player than Carl Anthony Towns. Clear-cut? That's crazy. <laughs> this is the top five center in the league, my guys. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Actually, sorry no. that Listen, you guys we can wait a week. This. We can wait a week. Tell me the last time you saw somebody seven feet tall, nutmeg a guard. This man, <laughs> listen, this man plays defense the way other people play on 2K, where you just take the center and you just roam around and stop everything. That's him in real life. <laughs> He's shutting everything down. Yeah, already <sighs> immediately a better defensive player than Cat, like without question. <laughs> For sure. But will the offense be there day one? I don't really know. Oh no! I'm listening. Cat dropped sixty a couple years ago. Give me cat. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Cat dropped sixty a couple years ago. A couple years ago. We don't care about that anymore. This is right now. <laughs> this is Wendy's time, and he will be better. <laughs> All right, man. That's the end of that segment, <laughs> guys. Episode's over. This time, Donovan, you decide. What should people comment if they're all done? I mean, if they're Listen, still here. If you are still here, comment. Unk Isaac. Oh my God. <laughs> Unk Isaac. Comment that. Let everybody know. Isaac is the episode's unk. over. Isaac's don't the OG. Anything. I don't want to see any comments uh, in this fucking episode. All right, Zero unk, comments. We'll see <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>